Hi, everybody. It's good old J.R. Jim Ross, a member of multiple halls of fame and the voice of AEW Wrestling. And you're listening to Bad Medicine Podcast, and you're going to like it. About he caddied for Favre and Chimura. Yeah. They destroyed two golf carts. Wow, they destroyed the golf carts. But they were at a uh, sideline. D was telling me a story that a bar that uh, Frank Winters paid a bartender to dump out all the old duels and fill them with Miller Lite. And so Favre was drinking Miller Lite. Oh no! <laughs> hey, Bob Euchre likes Miller Lite too. Nothing a, wrong with that. That's a good party, Favre and that's Chimera. That's an awesome stadium. I, I did now. hear. I did hear Favre and Chimera used to go pretty hard back in the day when, oh, when they he were was, younger. Yeah, he so. was. Uh, yeah, I mean, he said he was really day. good friends with Tauscher, so he was going to listen to the podcast and then oh, ask Mark about it. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. his his we'll get to his the grandparents his grandparents were at Tauscher's wedding. Uh, makes Mark uh, where uh, Henderson William Henderson made it sound yep. like that whole God, thing was a veteran God in games. That was a setup, yeah. and we're not playing games, but we That's are we coming to you live <laughs> from the thirteenth floor of Nakatomi Plaza, ah. broadcasting live from the Whalen Corporation Studios. We are nestled in the heart of the Fox Valley and once again overlooking the crystal clear waters of Lake Winnebago. There's only one and this is the Bad Medicine Podcast. Woo! And if I could before we start guys, I wanted to take a serious note. You know, the uh there is quite a blizzard out there. There is. And I think that the four of us here making it to the studios in our dedication for this podcast, I think we're all heroes. And I think we need a pat on the back and a moment of silence for how great we are and how heroic we are. You son of a bitch. Well, I have uh, That'll do. Bridgestone Blizzax on the Impala, and so there isn't, unless we had like four feet of snow, I'm going, you, I'm going anywhere with confidence. You're well, looking at more I'm of a ground clearance well, issue. You know, yeah. It would be yeah. anything yeah, that would stop Yeah, but I'll tell you, you. what, you know, there's well, not that much ground clearance, but even when they're like, oh, there's going to be a foot of snow, Look, there's not a foot of ground clearance with an Impala, but uh, I'm still going through it. Look, I, I look, told you I to bring the Raptor. Over, you know what, Andrew? It's still in the mail. You know, because I custom ordered the seats with the air I keep putting salt on the wound. Oh, yeah. He yeah. wanted to get the little... Quinn got plowed in. I see you, I see you got plowed in. You're plowed in well, good, too. You're not, like, a little plowed in. I don't know if you've seen your hey, truck lately. You are very, very plowed in. Well, I'm sure I'll be fine. Just, uh... Turn the wheel, gas, what? go, you're set. <laughs> is that the Ranger you're taking back? Or? No, no. <laughs> the 91 Ranger. The 91 <laughs> Ranger get, is... When do uh, we get to see the 91 Ranger? Well, everybody's not ex- with this snowstorm. <laughs> everyone is very excited about the 91 Ranger. All the, all the salt I, from the snow he's going to be pushing on the gas pedal and his foot's going to go right through. <laughs> 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 That's how he's going to stop ah, at Flintstone shit. style. Oh, I just... 
I can't wait till I get the flatbed on there and we're just hauling <laughs> four by eight sheets of plywood from okay, the studio. Just picture like this. <laughs> this is going to be the most fucking ghetto vehicle in the Fox Valley. It's really not that bad. A 90, yeah, okay. Wait, it's a 91 Ranger, I'm not saying is the most ghetto vehicle. Putting a flatbed, though, on a 1991 Ford Ranger. Because generally speaking, when we see flatbeds on vehicles, they're usually heavy duty trucks. And the purpose of having the flatbed is so you can put heavy stuff on it for hauling. I don't know like that mama. there is like a quarter, what is it, a quarter ton, an eighth ton? Mm, that some old leaf springs. I don't know if we're even talking that much. Well, we can put a good 500 pounds in back here. It's, <laughs> I could put my squat rack on the back. Well, well we can all speaking of, uh, you know, Speaking of uh, trucks like that, there's a guy who cruises around the Fox Valley, and he's got like an old full-size pickup, but what he has is... In the um, in the bed pockets, he's got like the you know the boards that run across to give him more uh, carrying capacity. Like if you got bales of hay, whatever, they won't fly out. He's got the boards in there, and this guy took the time on the side of his uh, boards on the side of the box to use a router and write. I forget the guy's name. Let's say it's Bob Smith, so I don't insult anybody. But it says on the side of his truck, Bob Smith is like a crooked sob or something <laughs> like that. Good. And this guy's been driving around the Fox Valley for years. I've been seeing oh. this. Truck. There used to be a guy um, <clears throat> who had his windows of his pickup truck decaled, bitching about um, Winnebago land. <laughs> so for those of you outside of the valley or outside of Wisconsin, Winnebago land is like they sell like snowmobiles, ATVs, boats, four-wheelers, shit like that, motorcycles. And some guy was bitching about his motorcycle. And I know a guy who worked at uh, uh, <clears throat> my friend Justin. Um, a friend of the podcast. Justin Larson, good friend of the podcast. He worked down there. Justin's a great guy. And he's like, no, the guy just basically bought a bike. And I think he was just hammering the fuck out of it before the break-in break period. period. What's that? Yeah, break-in <laughs> period. And he fucked up the bike. And they were like, and he's like, and he, this guy came back and is like, well, the bike wasn't brand new. And they're like, yeah, it was brand new. You just, you, I, and I'm 99% sure this is how this story went. But he was like, you fucked up the bike. And he wanted to return it. And they're like, no, like you fucked it up during the break-in period <laughs> and you broke it. So this guy was so mad. He had his truck decaled, like the front window <laughs> or the back window in both the sides. Anybody in Appleton has probably seen it. But uh yeah, no. Good Gotta times. love it when people take good matters times. into their own hands like that. I do. I do. <laughs> really, uh, like so a gentleman, like, that, um, like that guy that decided to sue the NFL over the halftime the show? The halftime of the show. Super Bowl? Yes, talk about taking yeah. matters into your own hands. Boy, this did he like, something. Sounds oh. like he uh, he took matters into his own hands during the halftime <laughs> show. Tr- trying and not to. And now he thinks he's going to find himself... Burning in hell. So we uh, <laughs> idle hands. We shoot the, the pod, We shot work. the podcast um, before the Super Bowl, and we had Kinda talked. During. We had yeah, a little bit during. We're, we're dedicated like that, mm-hmm. you know. But we had talked about, hey, we'll shoot the podcast maybe Monday, so we can have people's responses to the halftime show. Talk about commercials and stuff like that. But at the podcast, what we really thought it would be good to do with the Super Bowl is give big it a game, few days. Big game. Give it a few big days. Game. Can't big say game. that word. Big yeah. game. <laughs> We can. I'm pretty sure we can. Say the SP. He said it as a half-nated. So anyhow, the big game. Joey, edit that out. We wanted to hear people's reactions before we talk about it. Because really, that's what's fun to talk about. We can, you know, you guys can get our opinions on the game, on the halftime show, on the commercials. But we wanted to talk more about what the reactions were to the halftime show 
Well, because we did discuss what what our favorite halftime we talked, show yeah, was. We talked about so, what our favorites were, some of the most see popular. See this one turned out. This halftime <laughs> show, look, every year after the Super Bowl, there's a lot of talk, whether it was good, whether it was bad. You know, there's usually some sort of controversy, Janet Jackson's titty popping out, whatever. But hey, this wardrobe malfunction. This yes, Man, wardrobe didn't malfunction. Know. <laughs> Justin had Timberlake had no idea he was innocent. None. But this year, and, and guys, it seemed to me like this year there was a lot more talk, even more so than there usually is for the halftime show. Um, now, uh, as far as I'm concerned, the halftime show was entertaining. Um, uh, I think uh, I would have liked to have seen, given that it's a musical performance. Personally, uh, Shakira didn't sing a word. So it was nope. 100% lip synced. Her dancing was incredible. <clears throat> she, she, yeah, she did. She did do the turkey thing and like the, the like, hey guys or whatever. J Lo, I think, yeah, they, may have you know said a few things, but for the most part, it was lip synced as well. In there. Majority of those are always going to be lip synced. Yeah, well, they're lip synced unless um, they're like, hey, come on, crowd, get into it. Yeah, I don't think. Like, you know, and I've, I don't think I've, Prince was lip synced. So I've talked to a few people that work in the music Enjoy. industry that work for concert promotion and stuff like that. Um, a friend of mine, um, Ryan Romanesco. Friend of the podcast. Friend of the podcast. He's out on the West Coast in LA, does a lot of stuff with bands. And he was talking to me about the, the level of risk of running something like that completely live. Because it's not like you're going to set up with sound checks. You know, they're rolling that shit out onto the field, plugging stuff in as it goes. And if something's like fucked up, you're you're just in a world of shit. So I understand the lip syncing, but the thing is, like, if a if a band you know when a band isn't playing live, but when like she's dancing around, <laughs> they're and just spinning waving and, their hand in yeah, front of the guitar. Yeah. I mean, oh, so it was just really doing good job. <laughs> but I don't think any the, the discussion, guys, clearly was not about the performance. It was about the sexual nature mm-hmm. of the halftime well, show. Well, I rather enjoyed it. I didn't it. see any sexual nature. <laughs> <laughs> and there was I, I rather enjoyed it. There was as 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 did I. The answer was as did <laughs> as did most Americans. Um, and people across the world. Um, but there was a group of people. Um, we, are, we are not going to say it was a certain group of people, um, white women, ages 38 to 62, as I've discussed before on the podcast. I think, that, I, I think that, you're pigeonholing there. Oh, Oak. no, I am not pigeonholing. Well, I mean, the person we'll suing... He was an old was white a, dude who said call. he's going to hell now because didn't he say something, Andrew, like he had like dirty sexual thoughts and I think hellfire was he the word he it used. He yeah, was for dis, for considered <laughs> as a display of pornography. And now he watched it. Well, not far it's off. A, it's I mean, I can see, hey, I can honestly sit there, okay, the halftime show, it was garbage, I thought, because one... The music sucked. If you're going to come out there and dance and do strippers, which is basically what they're doing, I'll turn it on over to Brazzers. Or is it Brazzers, Dave? I forget sure, which one it is. Two. Okay. <laughs> but anyhow, the point is that I just it wasn't good. They're, they're both kind of past their prime, so to speak. They really, you are I mean, full of Shakira shit. and J-Lo, are they really even relevant? And I'll take a, a, a little note <laughs> here from Dee Snyder. So. <laughs> I'll take one for, the hang on now. Hang on Quinn now. Quinn wants yeah. like the I'll who, take the Dee Snyder. The stones. Uh, oh, really, guys, guys who Keith. make billions of dollars just by showing up on stage? So do they. Guy, who, are you, your 50-year-old ass too. has to go grind God, on a ball. Get off of Quinn's lawn. Jesus Christ. Hold on. Quinn, pump the brakes for a second. You're really going to sit here and be like, oh, these are guys who make millions 
Bruh, I got news for you. J-Lo has fucking been around since the late 90s. She's rich as fuck. Hold, hold on. Quinn, uh, finish, we'll, your we'll no, finish your thoughts. My we'll thought was, well, first, I'd like to see the numbers on that and see how much she actually has and how much she's actually sold compared to who the answer might call some of the old fogies. So we'll get stats what? and research on that. Andrew, pull up um, but anyhow, J-Lo's record sales. But no, my whole thing is, and to go along with what some of the other musicians have said, like Dee Snyder, so the NFL... Oh, uses rock and million. roll all season to dude some of these bands make 80 million in a year less than a year it's ridiculous Whoops. 80 million is her her record sales she sold over 80 million albums is that what you uh, just said andrew let's see 7.2 on on the six her j-lo 8.3 this is me then was six 80 million records she came in like fourth to kid rock and first in that year probably anyhow my point is oh, the nfl uses uses hard rock and rock and roll stuff like ozzy osbourne acdc at every single football game i've ever been to why is it when it comes to the super bowl halftime show we have to do this shit that nobody listens to except like 12 and 14 year old girls Wait, because I they're think trying I'm, to reach not, the masses. Quinn, I'm not going to lie. I think your perception of reality on who listens to what music, and you and I agree on a lot of stuff, I'm, I'm, you're really pigeonholing yourself into angry old man shit here. <laughs> Am I getting because there? Because of you, yeah, very, very bad. But that's what they play at all the stadiums, guy, Dave. Listen, you've guy, been there. Guy, they do. But they also play. Look, if you think the only people listening to J-Lo are 12- and 13-year-old girls, you are so far out in fucking left field, it's not even funny. They still play Guys, Kevin, don't listen to J-Lo. They still play she sold Kevin Rudolph, Let It Rock, at every very, She was very popular and put out very good albums all the way through the mid into the early 2000s, into the early teens, shit that was played at clubs worldwide. You had men, women. I was a DJ for a lot of years. There wasn't a Friday or Saturday in the 2000s where I DJed that I wasn't playing multiple J-Lo songs. But you songs. were playing that for the girls. The guys could take it or it leave was it. A bar. Like, if that's was what I'm a saying. Bar. That's what that's I'm saying. You're playing it for the girls who want to hear it oh. to, to try to draw okay. in the so, guys. Okay, so, and I agree with you that all? the guys sitting at home on their couch watching the Super yeah, Bowl probably, probably would have, you know, enjoyed uh, maybe a different thing but um we're this is okay i don't want to spend too much time on countering quinn's bitching about they should have had they should have had the who <laughs> which they they did they already did. it was awesome okay <laughs> okay exactly anyhow <laughs> we're gonna circle we back. were just Half talking last quinn. week about metallica and guns and roses but, okay but quinn here's quinn's thing quinn is mad because this is why Quinn's mad. It doesn't have anything to do with the dancing or whatever. Because <laughs> they could have sang and they could have put on a musical performance where they were singing and where they weren't, they were fully clothed in, in Pause. nuns' outfits. Pause right there. And Quinn still would have been mad. Pause. I want you to go on. But in Shakira's performance, they did drop four seconds worth of Led Zeppelin. Cashmere, you even you yeah, even, and, I, and I yeah, and yeah, I noticed that right me, away. You even had me rewind it several times. But in any in any regard, Quinn, I <laughs> think that? I go, think go I think your response to a J Lo Shakira halftime show had they actually sang and were dressed conservatively and didn't dance would be the exact same as it is right now. This is crap. Nobody wants to listen to this. 
But the fact that they were dancing and people were upset about that gives people like yourself fuel for the fire. Exactly. Okay. So let's let's pull this back in. Okay. So from a musical standpoint, from a musical, I know. Don't calm down. You should see Quinn. He's hot. God, he's hot. From a musical standpoint, from a musical standpoint, I don't think I don't think anybody's going to argue that it was a great halftime show. From a performance standpoint, and this is what you get with a lot. Okay, with a lot of. uh, and I will say, I don't want to say just hip hop, but with a lot of music where their concerts are, are very, um, they're very much a dance show, like old boy band stuff. Which Quinn, we won't get you very into that. Very showy. Very showy. And it's it's hard um, to, to to run around and dance and sing and not get out of breath and still be, Michaels be can very do good vocally. How's Vince Neil doing with that? <laughs> I, I said <laughs> Brett Michaels. He can't even stand and do it. Yeah. Okay. Anyhow. <laughs> But um, so so anyhow, um, but people were praising. He's still a friend. People of the podcast, were praising though. the people were praising the performance because there was a very impressive dancing from the whole group, from J Lo, from Shakira, and but that's not what I need to talk about. The talk, big talk, was a that uh, they both looked phenomenal. Shakira being forty three, J Lo being fifty, they both looked absolutely fantastic. They both were dancing. Um, Look, if, if you would have told somebody that Shakira was 25, people would believe you. And if you would have told somebody that J-Lo was 30, people would believe you, okay? Um, so, but the fact that they're their age, looked as good as they did, put on that type of performance. Now, it wasn't a musical performance, but it was still a performance that was impressive. Again, the big issue that everybody had is they felt it was far too sexual for a halftime show of a football game that was being watched by millions of people worldwide. And... It, the, the outrage that it was coming from was a lot of very religious people and a lot of very uptight. And I will say this, and I don't, I'm not pigeonholing this all, uptight, middle-aged white women. Well, see, but you say that, but yet then in the same token, we have the whole Me Too movement going on that and the, the stuff with Harvey Weinstein going on. So you're talking about there's this uh, whole thing from Hollywood about you're over-sexualizing the women, right? And you're doing this all this is, as objects oh, you, and whatever. So you, so you bring up a very good point, you Quinn, know? and there's a two-sided argument to this, and we don't want to dive too much into the political stuff, but there's a two-sided argument to this halftime show, which is which is good material, actually, for a discussion probably a little bit outside the realm of what we discuss here on the Bad Medicine Podcast, but we'll dive into it just for the sake because it is a very good discussion. There's two... There's two very different schools of thoughts for the halftime show when dancing is like that. You have the people on the conservative side who are saying this is sexualizing women. This is telling young women that if you're going to get a man's attention, if you're going to be famous, if you're going to be popular, that's how you need to dance. That's how you need to dress. These are the things that you need to do to be popular. We need to sexualize women. So there's that school of thought. Now, there is the completely opposite side, the empowerment side, who say these are beautiful women who are embracing their age, embracing the fact that they still look phenomenal. And if they want to get out there and dress like that and dance and have fun that is their right and they should be able to do that without somebody else some old crusty person be like oh well look you're being a slut like no look i guarantee j-lo and shakira putting on those types of outfits going out dancing having fun that's something they enjoy doing look i don't think for two seconds that shakira's like oh i'm being sexualized and whatever but you bring up a good point because there's two very opposite sides of that coin the argument that this is being sexualized and the argument that, hey, look, these are women empowered. Well, hey, actually, uh, Shakira was wearing the same outfit she her character did in like Zootopia or something like that. Yeah, or yeah, that yeah. same exact dress. <laughs> yeah. no, I'll just go ahead and quote Dave Chappelle uh, to 
end my kind of thing on it so we can move on. You're not wearing, you're not a slut, but you are wearing a sluts uniform. Oh God, Quinn, you are. That's that's not me. That's Dave Chappelle. That's Everybody Dave pops for Dave. Chappelle. They all love that joke but when he said it. So what's joke, the difference? Because that joke is in. It has to be in context. You have to the whole that 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 bit that you pulled. Doesn't work without oh, the whole listen context. To you. <laughs> listen to you. No, him with his straw uh, man Quinn, arguments Quinn, we, over Quinn, here. Quinn, we agree on a lot. Straw man argument. That, we that agree would be on totally a lot. Different. But this is like old man Quinn getting angry. But in any regard, so the the people who are getting angry, and this well, I'm is, not angry about the show. Just to clarify, I'm not angry about the halftime show. I just look at it like. Which way do you people want it? Right. That's right. the way right. I look no, at. I, and I agree with you on you know, that I'm because like, it's like it's either too boring doing? or people get angry that it's too sexualized. Yeah. People were saying that J-Lo and Shakira only look that way because they have money. And I'm saying the counterpoint of that is that there are plenty of celebrities who have a lot of money and can afford a trainer, can afford a dietitian, can afford anything that they want. But at the end of the day, to look the way Shakira and J-Lo did, you still have to put in the work. You still have to put in the work to look like that. And uh, you have a lot of – and look, and I think for, I'm friends with a lot of different like groups, demographics of people on Facebook. And the Latin women loved it, obviously, J-Lo and Shakira. I think – Men everywhere, for the most part, other than the ones who didn't want to get yelled at by their wives, uh, <laughs> I wasn't looking. Were you know, men just stayed out of the discussion. Yeah, yeah this was terrible. No, it, was, it was it was angry. It was angry white women, is what it was. It was angry white women who saw two women who were older and in phenomenal shape. They weren't afraid to put themselves out there. They weren't afraid to have a little bun, a bit of fun, and flaunt it. And they were they were uptight about it. And that's at the end of the day, that's what it was. The thing is. If you're offended by the outfits that J-Lo and Shakira were wearing during the halftime show or the dancing, or you think that was too sexualized, take a look at the other stuff that's on TV. I saw a lot of really great examples. Somebody posted um, pictures from Dancing with the Stars. They're like, oh, here's ABC, uh, two nights a week for an hour each. And some of their outfits are way less. People brought up and showed pictures of football cheerleaders like, hey, Every Sunday during the NFL season, except for maybe the Packers, the Bears, and a handful of other teams that don't have cheerleaders, there's a line of girls on the field wearing much less than what J-Lo and Shakira were wearing. So it's not, oh, they weren't wearing enough clothes. It was not that they were dancing. I think, honestly, a lot of the women who were complaining, it had to do with their age. Here's a 43 and a 50-year-old woman absolutely killing it. And look, I'm not saying like everybody has to, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying you have to look like that, but... Don't hate on people because they look that good at that age. Support them. You know what I'm saying? Like, if somebody looks that good... Don't hate on someone for putting in the work. Yeah, fucking A, man. Well, it's see, like, and, and that's, that plays that's, into the whole thing of people complaining about unrealistic uh, body issues, which I always found funny, because I'm like, I can go to any gym and find somebody who looks like whatever you're saying doesn't exist. So yeah, don't, you yeah. know, don't but tell me no th- people don't put in the day, work. At the end of the day, I think that's what people got really mad about. And if we're being real, nobody likes to have these yeah. real discussions, right? Everybody wants to say, it wasn't appropriate for TV. Well, there's, oh, it was too sexual for TV. Look, there's TV shows Bullshit. on primetime. Exactly. There's TVs on primetime, on cable network. Look, your kids have phones and tablets and shit where they can look up anything on the internet. It didn't have shit to <laughs> yeah. do Google. with it being too sexual. It didn't have shit to do with it being whatever. Quinn, I actually will support your angry old man argument because <laughs> well, you felt this was the biggest sporting event of the year. Give me a musical performance. So well, I know I give you well, some shit, but, well, yeah, but you I, have a valid point. Yeah. But well, see, and I did want that. And, and again, I guess maybe I should have clarified 
kind of the way I was thinking about just it, just as we're exactly. talking here. The way I look at it is I'm tired of being yelled at by both sides. I'm tired of being yelled at by saying, oh, you shouldn't have women on TV like that and you're objectifying. And then to have the Super Bowl and saying I should be supporting their empowerment and what it's, they're doing. I'm was, tired of being yelled at by both sides. You can't was, have it both shoot, fucking this was, ways. This they're was, either, you know, dressing up that way and using their bodies to get where they're getting or you're going to celebrate it. Which way are you going to have Well, it? the interesting you thing, know? and again, we don't like I, one thing we do not want to do. We're not going to do here on the bad medicine podcast we will not political i just don't let it bother me andrew's like i don't give a fuck there's too <laughs> yeah, much bullshit but just, interesting i'm just gonna say i'm just gonna say left and right in this situation quinn there is people and you've seen this there is people on both sides okay left and right now you guys know i run down the middle because i think both sides has their idiots that's as political as i'm gonna get there's people on both sides arguing both sides you have people on the right saying this is smut and then you have people <laughs> on the right being like well these women should be allowed to do whatever they want to do because blah 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 and then you have people on the left being like oh yay empowerment but you also have people on the left being like oh no you men are ob- objectifying these women look nobody can agree on this halftime show let's agree and they probably they probably fucking knew this you know like hey <laughs> Hey, we're yep. going to get all this discussion. Get the, buzz. the one thing we can agree on is there's a lot of white women between the ages of like 35 and like 67 who were mad about it because their husbands. And there was a hilarious meme. It was a guy in a in hospital bed. bed yeah. And the ba- doctor's bandages. like, what happened? And he goes, all I did was say, hey, honey, J-Lo's, J-Lo's 50 and Shakira's 43. They look great. And then he's all like beat <laughs> to shit. And it's like, but like I said, look, I don't look. Nobody has. Look, if you're happy with how you look cool uh we're certainly not saying that that those are ideals or expectations that people have for a 43 and a 50 year old woman but if somebody looks that good at that age it's, fuck man shouldn't it's clearly we be, possible shouldn't we be celebrating fucking it like Betty hey White this still is, looks good this is Has somebody money or not it does not matter it doesn't that's the thing yeah, it doesn't I, fucking I, matter man it doesn't matter one bit thank you, you david you go doesn't matter your local one bit. gym and that see girls or men matter. in you know whatever age and they're crushing there are look i will so tell you what tell there are money. women at experience fitness and crunch fitness in appleton wisconsin that are 43 friends of the podcast yes Thank you, Andrew. Nine ninety nine a month at Experience and at Crunch. Nine ninety nine oh, a month. Crunch. All ga- me and Andrew are Crunch guys. We have yeah, tight. We, we roll together. Me and Andrew. But there Dave are women. At, there are fifty year old. <laughs> women, there are fifty year and forty three year old women at every gym across this country that look as good as close to as good as J-Lo and Shakira. And I will make that argument. People are like, oh, there's not women. And that's Wisconsin, Bullshit. Dave. There are, there are 50 yeah, year that's old women. Hair and makeup. Exactly. That's in Wisconsin. There are 50 and 43-year-old women at every gym in this America that have worked that hard to maintain. And there are Hollywood celebrities and multi, multi, multi-millionaires that could hire personal trainers, have the most elaborate home gyms, have somebody prepare all their meals that are still overweight. And again, we're not, we're, not judging, we're not judging here. But for the people sitting on their couch saying, oh, they, oh that's what piss me off is like well j-lo and shakira only look like that because they're millionaires and they can hire trainers no j-lo looks like that because she works her fucking ass off oh, she's a dancer literally yeah. and shakira looks like that they're so. both dancers because well, yeah, like dancers. aaron uh, they have aaron. to put in the what minimum of like six hours a day just oh, to they're nail those fucking, they're fucking yeah. working. on top they're of the working workout. yeah alex they're rodriguez working. was on the pregame saying yeah i thought i was gonna be able to sleep in today no j-lo is like let's get I'm in the fucking, gym at like she's working in the morning. man she's working and that's they were the thing. already like she was already going through and a process and again this is where like the the people who were like super like conservative were like Which they, 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 didn't, they didn't know what they wanted to say well this is smut but wow she worked her ass off and she got to where she is through hard work dedication and 
determination because when, the talk, when we talk about getting in shape, and I'm not talking about liposuction and butt implants because that's not J-Lo. Oh, J-Lo terrible. is hard work. Yeah, that we, we can all agree that that's gross. But there, anyhow, guys, there was a football game as well on oh, there last was. Sunday. Oh, there was a was football just, game. Yeah, I was just going to I thought we were also going to talk about the $867 trillion lawsuit. But all right. Yeah, all right Patrick talk Mahomes about. here, guys, started calling in and, uh, you know, we won. <laughs> Hit that cricket button for me, will ya? No, no, the crickets. Can we get the crickets? Do we have crickets? Hang on. I took it off. God. Yeah, I thought the crickets were good. My uh, my protein shaker, Bloody Mary, is using the. Uh, uh, but yes, there was a big game last week, the championship game, where the Kansas City Chiefs Guy, with uh, good old Andrew. Andrew. I thought we were playing into a number two topic here. I thought that's what you were going to bring up. Oh, Andrew can't well, talk about the. Can we? Are we going to get in trouble if we say Super Bowl? Yes. Damn it, <laughs> I don't know. The big game. There goes all our profits. Yeah. We're going to have to sell the tower. Quinn, Quinn's, Quinn's, we're getting back a, in the hole. Quinn's getting a text from Ford right now. Oh, they're saying watch it. Fuck, we're in the ring. But hey, I tell you what, it was it was a fun game it to watch. Was. The Chiefs, um, as they've done uh, you know, a handful of times this year. All three playoff games yeah. from 10 points or more down. God behind. They came back. Um, it came back. Uh, I thought against the 49ers defense um, when the Chiefs got behind as much as they did. I thought, you know what? Yep. <laughs> this is this is uh, this is pretty much it. And then Mahomes does what Patrick Mahomes does, and I was cheering for the Chiefs. Not look, because I don't want to pretend like I'm a Chiefs fan or jumping on some kind of bandwagon. I'm not a Chiefs fan. I love watching Patrick Mahomes play. One because he reminds me a lot of Brett Favre, just his run and gun style. Obviously, he's he uh, says he likes to watch Aaron Rodgers. His running <laughs> style, yeah, I did, I did see that. That he said he learns a lot from Aaron Rodgers, which was uh, a all nice those State Farm commercials nice they do together. Out. Yeah, now they're together. <laughs> well, oh, so many know. quarterbacks could learn from Aaron Rodgers, couldn't they, Diamond Dave? Like Mitchell oh, Trubisky. I can't wait for Mitchell to just God. do so well in that new league. Such a leader. Patrick. Did Trubisky? Yeah, that's cool. And Deshaun Watson. And Watson. Hey, hey, listen. Good idea. Listen. Oh God. The Packers. Here we go. It's a the marathon. Packers. <laughs> Andrew, in 1990, who did the Packers pass on to get Tony oh, Mandrich? Tony. Well, Aikman went one overall, but we passed on Barry Sanders, Motown, Barry Deion Sanders, Sanders Derek Thomas. Ah, there was one more, yeah, too, that could have been a that was a Hall of Fame. One more guy, a running back. I uh, ended up. I said into, Barry Sanders. Oh, I thought you. I thought you I said, said Dion. Oh, well, okay. Because Barry Dion and Dion yeah. were in that draft as well as Jesus. Yeah, and so we you know what, Dave? We took Mandrish, the incredible bulk. Oh, Dave, we feel your pain. We're not trying to make fun <laughs> he of you. Guns no, and Roses. Dave, you yeah, don't. We all know that. Because you guys have like forty straight years of great QB play. We've had good quarterbacks we down since the, like '88. And mind uh, you, before uh, Andrew, before McCall. He got hurt. He yeah, was a legit he was quarterback. Good. Tell he, he came in second for MVP. Yeah, yeah that was the year he threw over four thousand. Had like thirty touchdowns. He had twenty some picks. But that's when yeah. they're known as the Heart Attack Pack. Ah. But that's because He's just that's exciting. Because that's because the oh, Heart Attack Pass Pack. That's the because, Heart Attack Pack. Six okay. shooter but Timmy Harris. But that's because they oh, had you know the best wide receiver yeah. that's not in the Hall of Fame and Sterling Sharp. But Sharp's not in the Hall of Fame. No, no. Nope. Get the fuck nope. out of town. You have like Terrell Davis, who has a shorter career, and 
Yeah. Well, well, I do got to say, with to kind of roll Sorry, us back, back to, to the, the Super Bowl, here, Super Bowl, the, I, I honestly, the big, big game. Andy Reid was on that coaching yeah. staff. I for honestly Holmgren. thought that once, like you said, uh, Oak, once the Niners got up top with that defense and that running game, I even told the answer here. I'm like, this oh. is it. Put a fork in them. They're this done. That's it. the classic Quinn victory cigar. And I was so happy to see the Kansas <laughs> City Chiefs win because those dirty, dirty 49ers <laughs> beat my Packers in the playoffs, and they're. There's nothing, as we all know, there's nothing worse than losing a Super Bowl. I mean, we lost to the to the Broncos and uh, Diamond Dave lost to the Colts. So we seem to have a real problem with horses here on the Bad Medicine <laughs> Podcast. Yeah, but good. Good there's, there's nothing worse than losing a Super Bowl, and I'm happy to see the 49ers lose. Okay. You know, I, that would be the 49ers with 10 minutes left, up 10. Yeah. Ten, yeah. Gosh, that just sucks. So um, here's a here's a good question. Uh, when we're looking at the Chiefs, and we wanted to follow up with this, uh, obviously a, a phenomenal team all year. They were a preseason favorite to go to the Super Bowl. Uh, a little bit a little lull when Mahomes was out a couple yeah, games. Yeah, a little low when Mahomes was out. But earlier on in the year, a lot of people were thinking favorites. Chiefs. Um, let's talk a little bit about, about next year. Um, do you guys think the Chiefs can go back and repeat? Now, I'll go through. Um, when we're looking at so their, their the free agents, here. when we're looking at their free agents, um, here's who the Chiefs have for free agents. Um, quarterback Matt Moore, quarterback Chad Henney, not factors. Um, running back LaShawn McCoy, yeah, non-factor. non-factor. Oh. Running back Spencer Ware, non-factor. non-factor. Uh, fullback Anthony Sherman. Tight end Blake Bell, we know he's not their go-to tight end. Tight end Deion Yelder, we know he's not their tight end. Tight end David Wells, not their go-to. Jesus, how many they got on the they sign yeah, them all well, at we once? We know, <laughs> like Damian Williams is kind of a big one because he's, he's a huge contributor. Yeah. And then it's uh, like Morris Claiborne, Brashad Breland. Who's number uh, their big nose tackle this year, uh, number 95. God, I can't remember his name Number right 95 now. 95 in your program? Number Chris one in your Jones. Chris Jones. They have to re-sign him back because he is a big piece to that defense. Yeah, Chris Jones played. Well, he had Has a couple to of, come back. Chris mm-hmm. Jones had a couple of those blocked passes. Huge yeah. defensive yeah, plays. Could have easily yeah. been third yeah. down conversions that so could have kept the clock they've got, they've got a lot of people as as free agents. It's not too um, many, but, but I think depending on the cap room, I think they they'll be I think they'll be in an okay spot. You know, they have, you know, Mahomes coming back, Kelsey coming back, a lot of their defense, mm-hmm. a lot of their offense. Um, for, you know, people like him or hate him, Hill, you know, I mean, um, so I think the Chiefs can definitely make a, I think they're going to make a solid shot. I don't look at their, who they could potentially be losing, you know, because sometimes we see teams win Super Bowl and then it's like the a Super Bowl the, hangover. Yeah, yeah, the Super Bowl well, hangover. usually when they lose. Or know. it's the disappearing yeah, it was, act of all their top people. And yep. next thing you know, they just don't have the same team. But I think the Chiefs are stand right now in a good spot. You know, and you never know. They could, like, you could get it's some people. It's going to be between them and the Ravens yeah, for the foreseeable future. I think in my so, mind. too. But I think I think the Chiefs might uh, might be in also in I'm a position. AFC. The position where they might be able to grab up a few free agents who you know because a lot of times we see veterans kind of getting towards the end of their yeah, career I mean, until Mahomes just signs wanna, a big contract who just want an know. opportunity to be on a team mm-hmm. with a chance to get a rank you know somebody who's made their millions hasn't won a super bowl look i want to play for a winning team i want a, a shot at a lombardi trophy and a ring go to the yeah, chiefs it's so not like chiefs, we like broke the bank for like a jimmy graham you know or right, a julius right, exactly, peppers yeah, back in the exactly day. Yeah. so they i just want to go uh, to a team that 
they have a chance. I think when you look at who they have up for free agency. That's why a lot of New England, why they get a lot of really good players later on in the career because they people want to. They want a shot. They want to so, play for a winner. So Because like when we won the Super Bowl in 96, we had like Eugene Robinson, who had been around forever. We yep. had a ton Sean of guys. Jones. We had Andre, a ton of guys. Andre Rison, Keith, Keith, Jack- Keith, Jack- Keith, Keith Jackson. Keith Jackson wasn't good Santana, until he saw, oh, they're good. Santana Dodson. Yeah, I mean, Hardy Nickerson. Don yep. Beebe. Well, Hardy guys. wasn't on the team that won. He came the, yeah, the but next he, year. He came the Same next year. Same with Joyner came the next were, year, But too, they were bringing in veterans. The, the veterans you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I think... No, uh, I th- you know what the NFL needs... I shouldn't say what the NFL needs to do, but I think what these teams need to do if they want to be successful, and I don't even know how you do it, but they have got to find a way to get the amount of money they're paying their quarterbacks, as good as they are, Down. under control. Because you cannot be successful and have... I don't know what the percentage is. It's some mathematical yeah, you're, formula you're where you, you that can't pay your quarterback, let's say, 40% of your salary cap money. Brady took a pay and cut, And expect man. to have enough money left over to give the guy the weapons that they need to make a run. That's so, exactly it. I mean, hey, we're there, pay a that's where all these teams talks that have doing, the quarterbacks underneath the rookie deals are able to go far. There have been talks of having a separate salary cap just for quarterbacks. Yeah, because, I mean, really. On the teams. Honestly, what they should do. Because what did Baltimore pay Joe Flacco? Like, didn't he? Get like a hundred and some okay. odd million. Yeah, 17, I'm gonna, I'm what was it? One hundred seventeen. I think quarterback. Yeah. I think it was one hundred seventeen. One hundred eighteen. And ESPN has said this a million times yeah. that what Patty Vikings, Mahomes is going to get two hundred million. Yeah. It's usually worth it. Then if, if they do that, say what? Repeat that. Pat Mahomes will be the first two hundred million dollar quarterback. If they do that, that team is done. They won't go anywhere. If that's they pay him that much money, that's what I'm saying. Because we have salary caps. So how the fuck are you going to pay Mahomes two hundred million? And put the people around him. Now, granted, they're going to get the whole do, team you from do, UW lacrosse could, to play. Well, no, I could <laughs> see the chief, if they pay him two hundred million, it'd probably be over like ten years. They could do like a ten-year contract, oh, just like so how their rod became. Oh, the it's going to be front-loaded with the yes. sal- uh, the signing bonus, yeah. or that in that too. Like so they, that's do, they would do a long-term that. deal and then yeah. make it. I got maybe you. it's back pay. So like, yeah. oh, he tore his ACL and he's a Robert Griffin the third, where he's not the same yeah. anymore. So well, then we can cut his ass. Why you got to go after RG three? Because that's what happened to him. He was he was a rookie of the year. Was Sad awesome, case. and Sad then freaking tore his ACL because Shanahan was like, get in there and keep running. Here's the thing. I don't think that I don't want to come across like i don't think the nfl players make enough money if you're worth it and you're delivering yeah you should get paid but they got to figure something out because i think what was it they had a bench warmer on the bucks making the same amount as money as aaron Rodgers. yeah you know the, the, NBA, the scales well, because, in sports is well, because totally nba different. is like it's almost the same salary cap but you're only paying 12 yeah and <laughs> 12 players you know, so same, there's that, yeah yeah but, of course yeah but even baseball way way smaller rosters mm-hmm, yeah and stuff exactly like that. so, so i mean you and just, that, all that you, money goes to them, though. But you're getting a four hundred million dollar contract. You yeah, see every cent, you yeah. see every penny of it. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. Major League Baseball. But we did have. Uh, you know we who's did making big other- money? Oak. You know who's making big money mm. these days? Yeah, it's those guys in the XFL. I was just going to say, you know who doesn't have to worry about the salary cap? <laughs> the XFL. Answer, give me the proper intro for the XFL. This is the X. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's he, right, he's, folks. He's not doing it this time around. We, is he? No, <laughs> no, 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 no. We, we, said, was we much, said that right away. This yeah. was but, a much better presentation this time around. But, but guys, can money we man? talk about how excellent the XFL was this weekend? Dude. I think it surprised a lot of people, and I think it's going to be around for a while, I, assuming they can keep their finances in order. I didn't see a lot of the games, but I did Boo catch. You. 
Sorry. <laughs> I didn't see a lot of the games, but I'll tell you one thing I did catch. I did catch the the new kickoff, and yeah. I wasn't sure how I would like it. And I think it brings the excitement back of having a kick return without the concerns of these high impact. Now, for those of you uh, who didn't hear the rules, didn't see the games, didn't listen to our previous podcasts, so basically what happens in the kickoff so the kicker stays essentially where an the NFL same kicker spot, would stay, 35 right? Thirty-five yard line, and then like the receiving team, they're all standing where a normal receiving team would stand, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the kickoff, but team, in a straight line, and in everybody, straight, yeah. So tiered. everybody in the receiving team, they're not tiered. Everybody's on what yard line, Andrew? Uh, what was it's it like? The, they're, the, on, they're, they're on the thirty. They're on the thirty. And the kicking team. They're on the thirty-five. They're on the thirty-five. So everybody's five yards apart. So the ball gets kicked. It's in the air, and then when the guy catches it, that's when they that's get engaged. The, the, the ref gives him a whistle when the guy catches the ball. Not a whistle, but a hand. A drop. hand. A hand drop or whatever. Oh, I'm sorry. Like it's like hand drop. Hand oh, drop, he, he, Jesus he said Christ, hand, Quinn. No kidding. I, like, thought, no, answer, I thought it too. I, I was just piggybacking. No, I, no, I, 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 I it's like drag racing. But it's a really cool concept because, furious. again, the reason why now with, with kickoffs in the NFL, you know, hey, if <laughs> you get to take it out to the 25 if you touch back. Yeah, it's and, just so boring. But it's an afterthought. And, and, it, and all the kickers are booting it out of the back of the end zone. And the reason why the NFL did that is because kickoffs were one of the highest um, concussion highest rates. concussion rates on any plays as a kickoff because you have full guys, you have guys running at a full sprint. I love running being on into kickoff guys. coverage. Yeah, oh, kickoff so coverage is fun. <laughs> so all I'm these the teams, the guys are kneeing it. They're kneeling it down, and nobody's doing any kickoff returns or anything like that. And the XFL says, "Well, how can we have um, kickoff still?" And, and still make it fun. Well, you just line the guys up five years apart. Nobody gets a head full of steam, but they can all they all still have their blocking responsibilities. Blocking yep. is very important. The guy can run the ball back. The wedging. It's, yep, I think like it's. That. I think this is something that. And look, the NFL. I think is just in, for the sake of their own ego. I think that the NFL, for their sake of their ego, is probably going to pump the brakes a little bit on adapting some of the XFL rules and regulations. But I think. As the feedback starts to roll in for some of these XFL stuff, XFL things, especially the kickoffs and the after touchdown point scoring. Andrew, quick rundown after a touchdown. I, it's the one and a half yard line is one point. The five yard line is two points and the 10 yard line is three points. I think the NFL, like I said, I don't think next year, but I think in the upcoming seasons, they're going to take a long look at some of these rules and maybe doing some adapting. Um, because I tell you what, this kickoff, like I said, it was great for me. Like nobody's going to like, Hey, you don't have to worry about concussions. They penalize you more if they don't, they penalize you more. Andrew, if if you you don't, if you don't kick it past the 20, like say you kick it short to try and, you know, whatever it's a penalty and you get it at the, it's the equivalent of kicking it out of bounds. Oh yeah. So fucking great. I mean, so, so someone actually did it in one of the games on Saturday and yeah, so they, the ball was moved all the way out to like the 40 or 35. The other thing I will say, and I am surprised is that the level of play looks and I it's a lot higher than what it was the first time. Yeah, this looks like a very high level. Like even the players weren't taking it as seriously. No, they weren't. This time now it's like this is a high level this is a high level play of football. I think Go ahead. Sorry, Dave. go finish your thought. No, that what that was me finishing my So <laughs> with the win, with the teams winning, every team that wins gets an extra hundred thousand dollars. And I'm gonna go back to the kickoffs real quick. There was one team that kicked it 
out of bounds, and the penalty's huge. The, you basically get it on their 35-yard line where they that's kicked it, it off. Nice. That, that's what it is, too, if you yeah. kick it off before the 20. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just good to see a, a faster pace and a, a more there's exciting. More, now, I don't want to be like an offensive guy where it's like 70 to 50, but I really, in, the thing I enjoy that we always make fun of Dave like for that, is the excitement of college football. The XFL gave me the feeling of college football, that level of excitement and, and just fast play and everything else where in the NFL, we talked about it before. If you don't have a top flight quarterback, forget it. The game's a dumpster fire. It's not even worth watching. For, for me, though, too, one of the things I liked was uh, I, I really didn't really look at the logos, but the, the Houston Roughnecks logo looks like the old school Oilers, Oilers. logo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that, that was a nice pretty touch. Sweet. You know, with the quarterback right, right speak there, yep. on here, there, a lot of these teams now are adapting the, uh, the running quarterback. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, just, you, just like they I will did in say that. It, this, yeah, this, like college. it felt to me a much more like college football because yeah, they had a lot of. I didn't see, like, again, I didn't get to watch a ton of it, but I definitely saw more mobile quarterbacks than pocket passers. Right. Another cool thing is each team has their own personalized footballs. Yeah, so, like, nice. they have their own colors on the football. So, say, like, you're the Vipers. On, like, say you're, you're the Vipers and you get, you throw an interception to the Roughnecks. That guy that intercepted gets to keep that ball, so he essentially <laughs> has the ball of the uh, other team in his fucking trophy cool case. I saw, I saw this. Fucking when tits. I saw the footballs, I very much thought a merchandising thing. Oh, easy. Because, uh, you know, people will buy footballs. Uh, I had a black, uh, I had one of those old black ones that they yeah, had back in the day. People will buy footballs with their team logos oh, on it. Oh, sure. Like, that like look at the, the tip time. of the football there. So when a guy's throwing the spiral, it looks like a dart coming at yeah, you. Yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> at first, they were scared trying to catch it. Like, oh, shit. Oh, that's the football. I will say the two favorite teams that I'm seeing so far is Houston and New York. Yeah, yeah they both look pretty good. Dallas underwhelmed today. But uh, Shocker. All in all, guys. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. All Boom. in all, I would say a pretty a pretty solid opening weekend Absolutely. for the XFL. I think it uh, surprised a lot of people, a lot of the naysayers who wanted to, you know, joke about it. Like that so many people me. in the media that included did. included me. I'm not going to lie, you know. I think it surprised a lot of people. And, you know, I was in the same boat. I just thought if you can deliver on the field, you'll be fine. And with the rules they've done, with the level of play, I think they've done that. And, hey, I'm looking forward to it. I will be, wa- big- I will be watching next week. No, hey, more yep. football. You well, know? Yeah. Hey, one big thing, too, that he did is Vince – Gave himself a lot shorter time between the announcement and kickoff the first time around. This time, he, it was like two, two years. years in advance. Yeah. Them and the AAF, which folded after what, eight, nine games? They didn't yeah, even make it games. a full season. Yeah. They didn't make it a full season. They tried rushing it, and Vince learned from his pass failure, as you should. But then here's the other kicker. This weekend, ticket sales alone to XFL exceeded that of the entire season of the AAF, or the AF, as uh, <laughs> our friend of the podcast, Tony, Tony Kornheiser, likes to say. Okay, so that's so, fucking hilarious to me. I got a question for you, Quinn. I suppose it's a question for Quinn, Andrew. We'll go all the way around. Do you think that the uh, some of the things that have been going on in the NFL as far as the, the penalties, the, the 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 bad refereeing, the overprotection of the quarterback and some players, and I think it's important to protect players, but do you think kind of like 
the uh, the helicopter mom mentality the yeah, NFL has I would is agree. part of the reason why the XFL had such a big opening weekend. People just want to see football that's maybe a little bit more exciting than what the NFL has been delivering. Yeah, at I mean, times. I think it's some of that, and I think it's the the general curiosity of what the game's going to be. But um, I don't think anybody's turning off the NFL for those reasons. But I think it definitely it's wanting people to look someplace else. Andrew, well, they always want to see like you always point out the best of the best of the best. Well, people watch football all over and it's, there was even a poll where they said 40 million people still wanted to watch football even after the Super Bowl so hopefully they can deliver like they like they did this weekend I uh, I'm optimistic I really am like I said I was I Quinn I'm you hey, you can go listen to previous podcasts I was a little bit of a naysayer I was thinking well you didn't even know what the AF was I was skeptical as well because I was worried about the level of play they'd be this able is, to put look, on this the was, field this was good football I yeah, mean, it you, was. If Absolutely. you watch those games and all the other people like, I talk to, this is good football. And you're you're forgetting like what you're the, the difference between this and the NFL is we already know these guys, you know, you have college superstars, right? They're the right. best in college. Yeah. They're the best at their level because they can't play in the NFL yet because they're in college. And these guys, you know, they're not the best of the best because that's the guys in the NFL. So we know they're not the most elite athletes. So I don't think you're going to have the same star power in the XFL because you're like, oh, I'm the best quarterback in the well, XFL. Right well, now, it's like Landry Jones was the big, yeah, was I don't big think superstar. you're going to have the star but, power, yeah, but, I think but you're, you're going to have good competition and mm-hmm. quality football, yep. fun rules. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think as long as they uh, as long as they can make the games entertaining and stuff, I I absolutely one hundred percent. I mean, you look at the New York team; they play their game at MetLife Stadium, the same one as the Giants and the Jets. Yeah, yeah. they played there uh, for the Dallas. This pl- is a dump, by the way. <laughs> and I'll, t- I'll tell you, Dallas, what, they played their stadium in the old Texas Rangers. They did a ten million dollar renovation to make it a football field. Wow. And the other thing that, about the XFL that I do, I don't know. Um, but I, I, I would be curious to hear about ticket prices and concession prices. That, yeah, that's because be one to big find thing. Out. One big thing with the NFL now. So even the Green Bay Packers. So Green Bay Packers tickets at at the minimum. Um, you know, you're looking at 108. I think a ticket is like the low end. I think so. Yeah. Uh, 98 uh, or 108. Uh, 78 is what I always saw, like the upper oh, bowl. Like the way up. Yeah. So, but even, let's but just say... But there's still good say, seats. There's yeah, not a bad yeah, seat. Yeah, there's not there. a bad seat. But for easy math, let's say the Separate average Let's say the average seat is 100 bucks. you're going to pay. <laughs> now, let's say you have a family of four. Okay, there's $400 right there. Oh, everybody gets a soda. Yeah. And a, everybody gets a soda and a hot dog. Dad, yeah. I want a that's another 50, that's My a, family. <laughs> that's another 15 there. So parking, everything like that. You have a, easily to go to a Packer game, a $500 weekend. Yeah. Now, on the flip side of that, here's what I will say. I've, I've heard, experience, Dave. I, Thank you. I, and I agree with you, Dave. And you say that with a little bit of sarcasm. But I, <laughs> no, okay, true. so uh, I agree with you on that because here's oh, okay. the thing. I think, like, if you're talking about, oh, yeah, I can't afford to take my family to a Packer game every week because it's 500 bucks a week. I understand that. But when people talk about taking family vacations to warm places, right, you're not going every they week. go up north, they mm-hmm. go here, here. And taking your family to a Packer game could be for, you know, I obviously take it for granted. My dad's got season tickets, so I go to a lot of games. But for a lot of families, going wow. to a Packer game might be something that you do once every few years, years as yeah. a big family experience. And if for that you're spending five $600, that's one thing. But it's also nice, like we have in, in, in Wisconsin and here in the Fox Cities, we have the Timber Rattlers, just a local oh, baseball so team. So much fun, though. 
It's so much fun. It is fun to go to these games, and it's cheap. You know, dollar hot dog night, dollar beer night. You get to go to a sporting <laughs> event. Wisconsin. Yeah, right. <laughs> Nickel beer night to go to days at County Stadium. I tell you what. I tell oh, you what. It's a great on the field. The, the Timber Rattlers <laughs> football or Timber Rattlers baseball is a great opportunity for families to go to a sporting event as a family. Be able to go. It's Green Bay Blizzard. Home. Green Bay Blizzard and Green Bay Bullfrogs. Yeah, there's I mean, all there's, sorts there's, of. There's, so there's I'm wondering if the XFL is going to kind of be in that like. Hey, you know what? We're not. Look, they're not going to be as cheap as going to you know your AAA farm team well, baseball no, game. But they don't need to charge seven bucks for uh, a beer. And, and right. I think well, if they it don't, depends on where where they have an injury. If they're life, they might be a little. Do we have some? Do we have any stats? I, I was just I just looked up Dallas Renegades at the Los Angeles Wildcats. So that's in LA. Uh, their their ticket prices are anything from thirty four dollars. So then you're, you know, five hundred dollars sure, for your probably, front row stuff for probably whatever. being but on the you, end of the bench. You could have got thirty four dollars to go bucks, to, to go to, go. you know, yeah. a professional. And it isn't like these guys game. are schmoes. We need to no. iterate no. that. So these are thirty four dollars. Yeah. And if the ticket prices were thirty four dollars, you gotta imagine that the parking concessions was cheaper as well. Oh yeah, you'd probably you know? you'd probably have to yeah, it's probably think that. So you talk, you can go. You I mean, can, that was just one of the ticket searching sites. Yeah. So look, man, that's in L A. And this is yeah. So I think this. Is really fun. I think uh, I think I'm gonna want be watching with with optimism that they're gonna continue to put out a good product, and uh, we'll see where this goes. But as far as an opening weekend for the XFL, this which can huge. be can be yeah. make it or break it. Like if people watch Couldn't it, are like this is better, trash. I, I don't think this could have gone any better. And I think it was a uh, I think it was a, a great start for the XFL. The only people that are mad about it are <laughs> is Vegas doing their over unders because none of them oh, hit the so over. Bad. They all hit the under. Yeah. Like the Dallas game, the over under was fifty two and a half, and they scored a combined <laughs> like twenty eight. Yeah, it was. And interesting. Dallas was favored by nine they and a half. The, they, and show lost. The, they show the line live, don't they? Yeah, on, they on, do. Not on Fox, but on ESPN, ESPN and, and the ABC's broadcast. They show the favorite and they show the over under yeah, on their on the ticker on the yeah, ticker. The whole time but, perhaps uh, to generate a little more banter for the rest of the season of after course. we wrap the, up the podcast here we should each pick two teams in the xfl that are our favorites so we can all argue with each other i'm taking it right now i'm gonna take new york and houston oh no they go in a bowl dave you can't just pick new york and houston <laughs> they go in a bowl. But, uh, that's how we're gonna do it all right gentlemen so last week on the bad medicine podcast we had one of uh the more fun that's discussions come that, on yeah that was actually good it was smooth you're better than that <laughs> you're a better segue what you 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 want like the cheesy segue i do that's so what are you taking the classes for teams. so speaking <laughs> of teams are you on team 1987 or are you on team 1985 thank you a segue oh. so so we had our bit um Last week, about how many amazing movies came out in 1987? Big shout out Quinn. to Diamond Dave putting that video together. Oh, Jesus, Dave! I, with Dave <laughs> between me, him and Dave Joey with our, audio, Dave <laughs> sent me our promo video. I'm like, dude, how fucking long? Because he got no the clip for every Quinn fired off like 30 movies that yeah. Dave was putting together. <laughs> how long did you take on this? You could have just put it like Predator and like fucking <laughs> been done with it. Call it a day. I'm so we had some some friends, uh, the podcast, uh, my friend Josh Fenn. Oh. Who all brought it up? There was I think quite my a friend few Uriah. There, there was, was quite a few about. people who brought up 1985 as being a year for movies. Ah. Also, the last year that the Bears won the Super Bowl, David. <laughs> so Dave likes 85. So we were like, you know what? Let's, year. And Quinn, the thing about 87 was it was a really, really long list. Yes, it was. Of some really, really good movies and then a lot of 
just good movies as well. Yeah, so it was like, solid. holy shit, that's a lot of good movies. And some people brought up 1985. So I pulled up, uh, according to Box Office Mojo, which is well, a, a division. Podcast. A division, a division of IMDb. <laughs> well, they're friends. The podcast, also that, friends that of the website podcast. Is also, <laughs> friend, also friends of the fans. podcast. All right. So for all the listeners, uh, so remember, guys, 1987, we had some huge hits. So Here many was good the ones. domestic box office results for 1985. Now this is uh, gross ticket sales. Number one, Back to the Future. Number two, Beverly Hills Cop. Number three, Rambo: First Blood Part Two. Number four. Rocky Four, number five, Cocoon, number six, Witness, number seven, Goonies, number eight, Police Academy Two, number nine, Fletch, ten, A View to Kill. Then we have National Lampoon's European Vacation, Mask, The Breakfast Club, Pale Rider, Pee Wee's Big Adventure, Brewster's Millions, E.T., the 1985 Bruce re-release, Williams. Jagged Edge, Quinn, Mad Max, Beyond yep. Thunderdome, That's Spies Like Us, one. Commando, <laughs> The Killing Fields, Teen Wolf, Silverado, St. Elmo's Fire, Amadeus, Jewel of the Nile, Desperately Seeking Susan, um, Prizzy's Honor, A Passage to India, The Last Dragon, Bright oh, Night, Summer Rental, The Emerald Forest, the Weird Science, White Knights. Uh, let's just pull off oh, Santa Claus, or not Santa Claus, Commando. The New Beginning, Friday the 13th, The New Beginning, Porky's Revenge. A lot of sequels. Um, yeah, <laughs> A Nightmare on Elm Street, and uh, the original one. Uh, to Live and Die in L.A. The Gods Must Be Crazy. That was a hilarious movie. <laughs> um, so a lot of... Did you uh, see uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure? <laughs> Clue? Fletch? Yeah, yeah we went over Yeah, yeah we so, said those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what you heard. I Andrew, was paying uh, attention. Uh, guys, Return of the Jedi. Um, so... <laughs> Did that one have Ewan McGregor in it? Because then uh, American Ninja, Ninja Better Off Dead. Oh, one of your uh, favorites. Once Bitten. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think the thing with 1985, I think in, you know, the the war of 87 versus 85, I think what we can say is that it's all kind of up to your own personal choice because there was a lot of hits on that list for 85 that I'll agree were hits. Now, not for me personally, you know, Goonies, take it or leave it, honestly, not a super huge agree. fan, you know, yeah, I, um, a, a lot of the sequels they the had on there. Fuck off the microphone. <laughs> Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome Goonies, was the weakest one. Of Goonies, the take four. it or leave it. Eh, Goonies you is kind of whatever. son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. Goonies, Ooh. take it or leave it. Hey, can't I have choices? Dave, you know, I got uh, to be honest. I think this Dave. is the most you two have ever argued Mark on a podcast. Has their Usually hey, it's we- Quinn. <laughs> That's because your brother you said that for some reason. <laughs> Goonies, man, they have in the theaters. I took my ne- I took my nieces and nephews to Goonies last year. It was oh, fucking great. Got to say, I'm, I kind of agree with Quinn. It's kind of. You know, take your I, yeah, I agree. And, and there were a lot of sequels on there. And let's be honest, guys, not a lot of good sequels. I'm a James uh, Bond fan, and I a do like a, a lot of the Roger Moore the... ones, but A View to a Kill was fucking weak. Uh, how about Rocky Four, Dick Face? <laughs> uh, probably the best Rocky. That was where he fought Tommy Gunn, right? I will <laughs> fucking kill you. Cause, cause I will kill you, t- you! You touch me, I'll sue you for everything you got. <laughs> sue me for what? So, touch me and I'll, I'll sue. Sue me for what? See, now, if he would have paid attention to Vin Diesel, he would have known that in a street fight, the street, the street always, always wins. wins. Jesus. Holy fuck. Rocky Four, Andrew, you are correct. Rocky Four is the most iconic it of all the Rocky I, movies. It is. Other than the opening of Rocky Three with Thunderlips. It's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just the worst. Rocky Three was a good movie, but the Thunderlips thing was just... 
Ball. Just yeah. weird. But like the, the Friday the Thirteenth was a sequel, I believe. Yep. The, I think yeah. you mentioned Nightmare on Elm Street. Was that in there? That Nightmare on Elm Street was the original. Okay, so that's the original. original. When so that's you were a, reading '87, that's that was good. A but like, yeah, yeah, like Cocoon was pretty good. But actually, the original might have been in, the original might have been in '83 or '84. Yeah. Fuck, I'd have to look. Porky's Revenge, the sequel. <laughs> well, Porky's weird no, science. The biggest was one out of there for me was The Breakfast Club. Breakfast Club yep. was huge. Saint yeah. Elmo's Back Fire. Back to the Future. Yeah, like Saint Elmo's Fire. I tell you what, guys. Come on, they gave you Rob Lowe. <laughs> <laughs> they gave you Rob Lowe. He hasn't Rob aged Lowe since. Was, Rob Lowe, Lowe was in every. Hey, speaking every... of J Lo, can we talk about how Rob Lowe looks fantastic? <laughs> Why wasn't he at the Super Bowl grinding on a pole? Why wasn't he at the Super Bowl wearing an NFL hat? <laughs> yeah. he, that I was hope awesome. both teams win. <laughs> I hope they have fun. I'll tell you what, guys. If I have to pick a movie from 1985, yes, Rocky IV was awesome. Uh, Back to the Future was great. Uh, Porgy's Revenge. <laughs> but let's not forget how epic. Quinn, did you wrestle in high school? Uh, not in high school, no. But you're familiar with Vision Quest. Yes. Vision yes, Quest Loudon, came I out am. in fucking 1985. Vision Quest. Just an epic, epic tale of Loudon Swain cutting weight all the way down so he can wrestle Brian Shoot. Required by every high school wrestler to watch. You, and still, I wonder if high school wrestling coaches still have their kids watch it. I wonder if they can in today's day and age. But if I'm talking about big movies from 1985 and my wrestling buddies out there will admit, and for the, in the interest of disclosure, I only wrestled my senior year. Fuck, I wish I would have done it when I was younger. I loved it. But Vision <laughs> Quest, 1985, man. Vision Quest just absolutely killed it. That was a great fucking movie. If you guys haven't seen it, you got to go check it out. It's got some some Journey, some Madonna, high school kid ends up banging a twenty one year old. Which when you were in high school, that is a that's a big deal. That's a big deal. You know, you're eighteen. You know, but uh, but yeah, you know, again, um, speaking of banging people, Valentine's Day is coming up. Hey yo, hey damn, fucking that's that's how you do it. I figured you'd like that one. You should probably Damn. finish off that cocktail before Valentine's we get into Valentine's Day coming up Friday, February 14th. Uh, I will be at the Bowler North Car it's, yeah, it's on, Casino. Uh, February 14th Ooh, this Bowler. year. Bowler nice. North Star Casino, fourth row seats for Rick Springfield. Oh, Jesse's girl. I wish they had Oaks. Friend girl. of the podcast. Rick, wait, wait a minute. Who's a friend of the podcast? Rick's, Jesse's girl or Rick Springfield? <laughs> Rick Springfield's a friend He's of the podcast. He's going to sing Oaks girl. That's yeah, what are you going to be in the? Uh, will you be in the audience throwing firecrackers at people like in Boogie Nights? <laughs> oh God, that, that fucking what? That's all I think about when I hear Jesse's girl is Boogie Nights with no, Mark Wahlberg Jesse's and girl Tom. Was, Jane. It was Night Ranger, wasn't it? Motoring, and it's well, like the guy. Well, he might have done that too, but he also said, "I wish I had Jesse's girl." Fucking throwing fire. Springfield. I tell you what, not to oh, get no, not yeah, to get off track that. on Valentine's Day. <laughs> a movie scene that gave me very bad anxiety was that scene. Where yeah, the guy when they're sitting there trying to get the coke from the guy, and, and the dude's throwing, throwing fireworks, firecrackers. <laughs> Fuck that scene gave me anxiety. But yeah, I am going to oh, be that's the one scene in the I am going to be I'm going to be watching Rick Springfield on Valentine's Day. Now for everybody out there being judgy, knowing I love '80s music, my fiance is also a huge fan of 80s music like so she had a choice this is, <laughs> she didn't <laughs> but she's it's, it's the regular hey honey I have date plans for Valentine's really what are we doing <laughs> seeing fucking Rick Springfield <laughs> that's oh, all hey, we're doing yeah, that's excited. pretty good I guess 
Can but I get no. an ice cream cone for you <laughs> to eat like a child in the movies? It was again? one of those things where, so the last time I was at the Bowler Casino was with Richard Marks. It was front row, got to meet him and stuff like that. But I was nice. online. Tickets went on sale at 9 or 10 o'clock. So I'm at 9.59 hitting refresh, refresh, refresh. And I was at... Uh, you know, I was at work <laughs> when, when, <laughs> when, when uh, the clock went from 9.59 to 10, and I was on like a couple minutes after 10, and I was relegated to fourth row seats, which is still uh, so close. pretty awesome, but front row is still you pretty good. You couldn't name drop Bad Medicine Podcast to get uh, better seats? I, I try not to. You know, we try to keep that. You're like We try to keep that for expos. And you're like Mark Tosher. You don't want to say yeah, you don't take want to advantage. Name All he had to fucking do. Hey, I play for the Packers. <laughs> still, William still Henderson ch- gave me the wristband. Still Problem solved. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Still but in any regard, Valentine's Day coming up. Um, uh, what What has everybody got going on? Uh, let's see. Me the wife take care of the kid. Quinn's looking at the... Uh, when, let me when see. Guys, I... Um, well, you know, thanks to my uncle, I just picked up a new snowmobile this week, so maybe I'll be hitting the trails in Ooh, northern Wisconsin you you near get? Bowler. I uh, went with the... Uh, 1991 the, the, no. Articat. <laughs> 91 Phaser. <laughs> oh, God, Phaser. no, Dave. Dave. 91 that, Phaser. Dave. I don't want to work on something. You don't buy an Articat, yeah. okay? No, you I buy went a with Yamaha. The, I, did, uh, I do like the Yamaha's answer, but I went with oh, the Skidoo. The, the sled that just works. The Skidoo 600 carb. Engine been around forever. Uh, he got me a great deal on it. Big shout out to Uncle Tim, member of the Mattoon Snow Drifters, the keeping the trails in on A plus condition. Would, do you still have the high powered Yamaha? Yeah, yeah, still got the high powered oh. Yamaha. Yeah, yeah. There you go, Andrew. Valentine's Day. Any, uh, oh, so I'll be doing nothing for that. <laughs> yeah. so I'll be with myself. So quit, quit talk to us about Valentine's Day. Well, it's a six hundred <laughs> carbureted, uh, solid, <laughs> solid snowmobile. So it was a snowmobile I saw. Yeah, <laughs> my uncle was in charge of keeping the trails grouped. And my uncle was like, "Happy Valentine's Day." Uh, Happy Valentine's Day to myself. Uh, I'm uh, not sure. We'll see what happens. Dave, what do you got going on for <laughs> Valentine's? Day? No, just treat much. the wife to some homemade dinner and taking care of our little one. That's, That's about it. Classic. I tell you what, when you got when, when you got a newborn, and I know other Dave, I know other people who guys, I know guys who for Valentine's Day have not necessarily gone out on like the romantic, like we're going to go out on a date and stuff like that. But I know guys who are in similar situations to you who have newborns where their Valentine's gift to their wife was, you know what, I'm going to run a hot bath for you. I'm going to cook you dinner. I'm going to take care of the baby tonight. And and my Valentine's Day gift to you is a night to pamper yourself and to just relax and do that. So, Dave, that's a pretty, uh, yeah, I get, a pretty I could see Dave yelling up to Mrs. Diamond up, <laughs> up in the... Up in the bath. So, Dave, hey, I do is say. Is the baby dishwasher safe or not? <laughs> so, Dave, oh my God, Andrew. That good or not? Andrew, that's fucking terrible. So, tonight, honey, you're going to have the whole night to yourself. She comes every two minutes. Hey, uh, <laughs> every two minutes. Do you usually do the whites on hot and then cold or warm and cold? Or you like cold, cold? So Just I usually cold, clean them in cold, but I think it said hot. She what com- do you normally she do? She comes down uh, the steps. She just hears. No, but I think well, I, I thought think the boots could go in the dryer. <laughs> Hope it turns out better than that. <laughs> Hope it turns out better than that table. 
<laughs> we won't get into I that. know how to do that now. Yeah. But no, that, I think that's more. a great gift. But we, I'm sure we've all given bad I, Valentine's Day I gifts, would like huh? to hear what you're doing, uh, Oak, as a, uh, a guy who tends to, as we know on the podcast, set the bar rather high guy, for gentlemen. I just gentlemen. fucking told you. I'm you just told story. I'm just, oh, that's, oh, I thought that was just for you. <laughs> 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 you, I, didn't know you, I forgot you were bringing her. I thought it was just for oh, you. you. Forgot you, were bringing- <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. Oh my god. Hold on, hold on. Man, that's the fucking. It's so, Friday. So Oak's like talking about <laughs> newly pampering the lady. A newly <laughs> engaged well, man's like, so honey, Valentine's Day, you get to stay home. <laughs> I'm going I'm to a concert. To- hey, hey, guess what? Guess what's going on on Valentine's Day, February 14th? Oh, what? I got front row. I got four row seats to Rick Springfield for us. No, no, just me. No, uh, I can only get the one. I God, dumbass. Think, I didn't think you wanted hey, to call. You, you guys know the Oak as well as we one do. One second. Not even close. <laughs> I, I don't like that drop. It's too long. But anyways, you guys know the Oak as well as I do. Is that really beyond the realm of belief he would pull that off? Oh, well, you're not God. wrong. That's a good man. Come on, man. She loves 80s music. She does. This isn't just wasn't. Hey, you don't got to explain it to me. You don't oh, got to convince this me. This wasn't a bowling ball with the name David engraved on it. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you guys. Oh, that would be great. Oh, Worst gifts. Oh, so you guys. Oh, so everybody's, everybody's gotten some, some bad gifts. Okay. Now, um. <laughs> Getting serious here for a minute. Oh, fuck. Excuse me, if I can be to, serious for a minute. I'm trying to. I'm trying to think. Good old Lance. Because look, we've, look. The, the reality is, the reality is, all of us have given some shitty Valentine's Day gifts. And guys, you know, we try our best um, every year. And I think as we get a little bit older, we start to realize that some of the gifts we gave when we were younger were pretty stupid. If I have to say. The worst Valentine's Day gift. And it wasn't like a long-term relationship. It was a girl I was dating, I, I want to say, for like, I want to say like four or five months or whatever. And I was 22 or 23 at the time. I got her a like, I mean, like we went out for dinner and stuff like that. You know, we hadn't been dating that long. But a, along with whatever I got her, I got her a giant fucking teddy bear, you know? And, like, looking back on that, like, had I been, like, 12 or 13 and had, like, a crush on somebody or even 16, I feel like a teddy bear would have been appropriate. But I was in my early 20s, you know? I'm a man now. I'm out on my own, you know, doing my thing. And somehow in my fucking head, getting a teddy bear for Valentine's Day was a good idea. And I, I don't know, like, I, I don't know where the, like, the stuffed animal thing. And I did that fucking well, a lot like when I was younger, teddy man. teddy bear with flowers and a little heart yeah, balloon all, and Yeah, but stuff. it was a big fucking teddy bear. Like, big, like, fucking, like, three feet tall. <laughs> like, why do guys do that shit? You know? I think guys get in, like, the, I don't wear it. Okay. It's at okay, the store. Here's, here's something we can do. And so for this, we need... Uh, interaction from the ladies listening to the Bad Medicine podcast. This is one we're going to drop out on Facebook. We're going to drop it on Instagram. Ladies listening to the podcast. Now, please be honest with us. Um, you know, even if your guy might read your comment, ladies, at what age, listen closely, ladies, ladies, at what age is it no longer okay or should a man no longer buy you stuffed animals? For Valentine's Day. Are we talking like once you turn 18, so it's okay when you're in high school, once you're early 20s, 30s? 
how old can a man be or how old can his, you know, girlfriend, wife, significant limited. other be and still get a stuffed animal and still have it be a good gift? And ladies, also follow up. Have you ever gotten a stuffed animal when you were way past stuffed animal age and just looked at it, had to smile, but inside you were just like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know? Hey, like Jim Cornette you know? right there. What the fuck? <laughs> Andrew, I stole, what the fuck? I stole Andrew's line. What the fuck? I mean, well, so that you know, was... Let me ask you, Oak. Did you spray the teddy bear with your perfume, your cologne? <laughs> you <laughs> son of a bitch, you did, didn't you? Look at him, everybody. Look at him. He's blushing. Oh, he Look did. <laughs> I fucking got him. I fucking did. Oh I fucking God. did on everything. It was I on everything I did. I fucking. It's because Quinn's played that game many times before. Yeah. <laughs> I, fucking, I fucking did. He did it. Oh my God. I fucking sprayed it with my. <laughs> you guys just fucking shaved me worse than I've ever. Why you gotta call me out like that? Dave, I, just I just, Dave, I just, I was starting to put stuff together. And I it started to make sense. A fucking yep. teddy bear with Tommy Hilfiger. Dave, it's kind of okay. I was just going to say, fuck you, Andrew. <laughs> fuck you, Andrew. Oh, holy shit! I had it with my jorts. It came free with the jorts. Is over the top on it. The podcast yeah, studio, of course. Oh, holy holy shit! You stop trying to change the subject. There. Okay, Quinn. Tommy what's the worst you're going to judge me for? The Tommy Hilfiger showered teddy bear. I'm guessing Quinn gave her a flannel. No, actually, Oak, I'm so bad. I'm so bad at it that your idea seemed like a good one to me. That's how bad I'm like, well, that seems to make sense. A teddy bear, you know, it's kind of nice and, you know, thoughtful. That seems like a good idea. Spray it with your cologne. You know, it seems to make sense. I got you a 12 gauge. If you shoot something, I shoot something. You know, nothing comes to mind. <laughs> Nothing. Zero. You've never given a bad gift, or you just don't I recall don't, any Valentine's. I don't recall he just any gives, Valentine's. He just day. gives her a high five. Hey, <laughs> high five, honey. It's Valentine's. But Andrew, don't worry, I sprung for the super size, honey. <laughs> Andrew, if you're gonna tell me you never gave a bad Valentine's gift, I'm gonna call you a dirty liar. This guy, he puts in some effort. I, I expect to be impressed. I'll just sit here and wait. Fucking Christ. <laughs> Bad Valentine's Day gifts, Gwen. Um, I haven't. No, because it's been the same thing. It's just been flowers delivered to him. That's it. Never from, like a gift from friends of the podcast. One eight hundred flowers. Yeah, that's so you've always precisely. just gone with flowers. Like just you don't gone get with an flowers. Gift. Well, because well, you have to date them for longer than a month to actually <laughs> give them something nice. <laughs> Holy fuck! Because usually I I do the I do the plan like uh, my 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 cousin friend of the podcast Andy always does is he would date a girl up until like a big event like he break. would break up with them before Christmas before their birthday or before Valentine's Day so he didn't have to buy him anything thrifty that is a uh, look <laughs> <laughs> that is a classic move <laughs> I will I will say and God look. I, you know, I, I'm trying as I get older to 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 be a decent person. You know, I try to get involved <laughs> and, and, oh, do, start now? and do some shit. Exactly, Andrew. I try to get involved and do some shit. And I wonder if everybody who is around my age 40, you know, looks back at their early 20s and some of the shit they did. And we're like, Jesus Christ, I did some seriously like douchey shit. But honestly, Andrew, and it's like, I wish I, I honestly, 
I swear to God, I wish I could fucking say different. I wish I could say different, but I would be a dirty liar if I sat here in front of my podcast mates and our millions and millions of fans worldwide and said that I've never broken up with somebody before <laughs> a birthday or Christmas, so I didn't have to get a gift. And I think a lot of guys have done that, and it's not something we admit to. And like, obviously, the girls know that the timing is there, but God, I don't have a I don't have a long list of regrets. But fuck if that isn't one of them. So uh, just a that's just pulling the so, ejector well, then, seat just in just time. Just a fucking seat, just, a, just a douche. So then what about uh, okay? Yeah. So for guys, the, for guys, the silent, Dave? silent <laughs> diamond. For guys, diamond Dave's like, oh, next subject. Uh, let's go on. <laughs> let's wrap keep it rolling. Up. So, so XFL again. <laughs> so there's two. I will admit, I will admit, I I did that once. We all have. That's a fuck, what I did man. was is I started an argument for no reason. <laughs> Classic Dave <laughs> started an argument for no reason, and that, that's you what caused the that. Shit out of it. But I will tell the story of my cousin because it's fantastic. No, we want to hear. Okay, I, well, hear yours. I, I will. I, I know it's supposed to be about us, but this one's pretty all good. Right, let's hear it. So he kept. Our grandma gave us chocolates for Christmas. He kept the chocolates for Christmas. Had me out. wrap them for Valentine's Day for his girlfriend. <laughs> and he gave them to her so, as a Valentine's Day so gift. she opens it up and sees like a Santa Claus. No. Like, <laughs> I took that off. Oh. I, took yeah, I off bit the head off of the Santa Claus this, and made it look like something That's worse else. than dumping a girl before <laughs> Valentine's. It was, it was one of those calendars where you open it up every day till Christmas. I, I won't say his name on here. <laughs> it's a fucking lead 20, calendar. The 25 gifts this of Christmas. Was, this looks a lot like a Lent day. calendar. I won't say his name on here, but he's a friend of the podcast. You know him pretty uh, well. What about you, Dave? What's the worst yes, Valentine's Day? The worst thing I've ever done was start an argument. No, what's so I didn't the worst to... gift you've ever? Yeah, I've gift. done. I'm boring. I do that's, the whole. That's his gift. <laughs> the whole flower thing. It's just a matter of what. You know, did, the did worst. Did you ever get a teddy bear and spray it with your perfume? Have I have. We, that's have we, actually, never actually, done. actually, the worst gift I've ever given was my heart. Okay, so have we done have we done the bad medicine? Have we done the bad relationship advice here lately? No, but you should two minutes worth. All right, so here's what I'm gonna do. We haven't done this in a while, so I'm gonna do David Bay's bad with two D's relationship advice leading into Valentine's. And again, guys listening, this is for you out there, all you young guys, and I just would like to preface this with this is coming from a place of experience. I'm not judging, and the only reason I can pass along this advice is because I was dumb enough to do it myself when I was younger. If you think for two seconds that women don't know when we break up with them before a birthday, before Christmas, before Valentine's, before Sweetest Day, before an anniversary... Any day when we would have to buy them a big gift, if you think that the women don't know that we're breaking up with them specifically so we don't have to buy a gift, you're fooling yourself. They know. You're much better off, and it may cause problems, but in the real world, you're much better off being honest with them. Things are tight right now. I just can't afford it. I love you, but I can't get a gift. You're better off, and honestly, look, it might... 
That's hard to swallow. That's look on, honestly, that no, shit's no, hard I'm, to swallow. I'm, but if you're a college guy or a younger <laughs> guy and shit's getting tight and Valentine's and yeah, you could have saved ahead of time. But honestly, sometimes like if you just don't want to buy shit because you don't have money and you're a young guy and you're like trying to like fucking impress people with gifts. I mean, obviously that sounds like crazy fucking logic, right? But young guys do stupid shit. Like I was the king of doing stupid shit when I was in my early twenties. Agreed. And my late twenties, probably my early thirties. <laughs> you know, even like I was today. A- I have a fair share on my docket. <laughs> there you go. You know, but guys, don't you know? Don't go out there and and, and don't oh, don't. And do honestly, the, it's just like, to your point. It's just one day. You yeah, still don't, have don't, 300 don't break up. Look, if you don't, look well, and here's you know, the other sweetest thing. Sweetest day is the biggest holiday. <laughs> here's the other thing. Like if you're looking, and I get it. Like I get like, and there was probably times, Dave. I'm sure you can say this, Quinn, where you were kind of looking for a reason to break up. Like, eh, I'm not all about this anymore. And when you're looking for a reason to break up and you don't really want to be with somebody anymore and a pending gift purchase starts coming in, it's like, oh, fuck. I don't really even want to be in this situation, but now I got to buy gifts. Look, just be honest with yourself. Be honest with the person that you're with. And like I said, this is advice that I can give because I've fucked up in every single manner. And so when I try to pass along advice, I know people can easily look at me and be like, bruh. You're not in a position to be fucking passing along any kind of relationship Adv- advice. Advices. I would like advices. to think that I can pass along advices, uh, the right ones, the right advices, because I've made so many mistakes that I look back on and I just shake my head and I wish I had somebody to kick me in my ass, you know, and uh, and tell me like that's a fucking stupid or douchey thing of you to do. And it's uh, it's yeah, it's easy to be dumb when you're young, and uh, and I understand young, we all make dumb mistakes. And full of but, well, uh, guys, I think an, un- an unintended uh, consequences that kind of makes it hard for guys is with everybody using streaming services and online things, you don't see the commercials. So it can be easy to forget some of those holidays, yeah. like a sweet You don't day. see a sales you're, commercial. You're not seeing all that Every stuff. Every kiss begins with K. You're oh. not seeing that. You know, 1-800-Flowers. Yeah, you're right, Quinn. Well, so how does kids even know what to get? How do we even know? Well, So then what have you gotten that's been so bad? What have I gotten from guys Valentine's? Guys don't get shit. Yeah, see, Valentine's is a... I don't know. It's not so much for the guy. Well, because... I don't know if because I've ever I, got... I, I had the flowers delivered to her at work. We went out for dinner, and she bought me a stuffed bear with chocolates. <laughs> you gotta fuck... Get the fuck out of town. Did, did she spray it with her perfume? Sadly, no. Oh. But, Andrew, for real, you, you got... <laughs> You went for Valentine's Day. A girl got you. A woman gave you a stuffed fucking animal. So yeah, she got the whole great experience of showing the flowers to everybody at work. Like, look at me, how nice, how look awesome this guy thinks did. of me. What the fuck? It even she- said from the answer on it, just to just to really drive it home. Whoa, you gave a girl flowers that said from the answer. <laughs> oh yeah, goddamn right. I thought, it did. I thought you getting a teddy bear was going to be the good part of this story. <laughs> you fucking put from. Did you put answer? Or the answer. answer. The answer. Holy fuck. So, but but what did she think? She, why did she think you wanted a fucking teddy bear? I have no idea. All of a sudden, we get to uh, the restaurant for eating. <laughs> Look at me. Yeah, she knew I needed something to sleep with that night because it wasn't going to be her because then a week later, she dumped my ass. Oh, ooh. she waited until, oh, I tell you After. what, see girls, see, girls will do that too. And I will say women. Um, it's because they like to go for the heart. She just women wanted will, three square meals. Women, my no, women, I tell you what, women will do that shit. 
Because women will do that. They will wait because they don't want your birthday to be bad or they don't want Valentine's Day to be My bad. My birthday's the following month. <laughs> so so oh, she you ruined poor it. poor son of a bitch. That's why you proposed on your birthday. <laughs> Fuck you guys. <laughs> You can't make my birthday any worse. <laughs> could, you, could you imagine if fucking if Daisha would have said no to my proposal on you my get birthday? Back, they have a birthday cake for you. Just slap it off the table. <laughs> just start crying. <laughs> what? Didn't work out. Just start crying. Everybody else is in the room. What? <laughs> Happy birthday. His tears uh, are putting out the candles. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so she so she so she broke up with you? After she broke up with you after uh, after fucking Valentine's Day, like a week later at a what? Starbucks, and then and then Sorry. my buddy was seeing somebody. Mason Quinn was seeing somebody, and like a true friend, he decided to get rid of that as well. Wait, no, wait, no, answer, oh, answer, oh, answer. Oh, Got to pump the brakes here. <laughs> you you can't just. Yo, we have listeners on the podcast. <laughs> you can't just throw out and say, "Oh, yo, Mason Quinn was seeing somebody." <laughs> I went on three dates with somebody that you set me up with from work. I, I had nothing you, to do you with you it. Let you let Andrew set you up with somebody? I had nothing to have do with it. Have you seen this guy's track record? He's got a... Ro- I've never, uh, <laughs> I God, do I want to see his track record? <laughs> sorry, sorry, answer. God damn it. But anyways, you can't just throw that out there. So I, I went out. It's not a, the Daytona 500. That's all I'm saying for a track. <laughs> I went out on a date with with a girl like three times. Hey, nice girl, whatever. But, you know, it just wasn't working out for me. So it, it just happened to turn out that Oak's spinning, is spinning his Bloody Mary back into his shaker right now. And I don't know why. I don't know. Oh, what the fuck? What the fuck? Goddamn. She's a nice girl. <laughs> Fucking dying. I literally just spit Bloody Mary everywhere. At least I had the shaker cup. Yes, I'm drinking uh, Bloody Mary out of a shaker cup. Uh, fuck. As she should. I'm sorry, go ahead. So I just, after three dates, you know, just it wasn't, uh, what did Chuck Woolery say? It wasn't a love connection. So that was it. And it just turned out that the same day that the answer got dumped, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm that's done a, too. Let's go hang out. Fucking talk about a that's ride a or die. Idea. You get dumped. Ride or die. Yep. I'm dumping my that's chick. That's right. Roll we're with fucking, the answer. We're in this together. Quinn Holy is still shit. looking for his Letty. <laughs> One day. Wow. One day. I'll find my Mia. Fucking Maybe her last name will be Bergstrommer. I used to live my life. I used to live my life a quarter mile at a time. Now That's things, how I live my relationships. Now things have changed. Not anymore. Not no, I'm anymore. Just working on my tractor. You're 90, you mean by tractor, uh, you mean you're 91? Ranger. ranger with a flatbed. <laughs> with a flatbed. <laughs> flatbed. People, you are going to, you know how there's like every town has like the one or two vehicles where people see it driving around and they're like, there's that fucking guy. Well, it's going to be painted yellow and black and say Bad Medicine Podcast <laughs> on it. I hope they see it. You should They're fucking better. Are you really going to? Yeah. God, that's you just. Trash it will. Yeah, talking what? about the Ford, you, Ford. So we got Raptors from but Ford. But I'd really rather we, drive. We also <laughs> have a 91 Ranger. He uh, writes a letter to Ford. You know, I really appreciate the Raptors. This fucking 91 Ranger is fucking uh, knocking Quinn, it out did of you, the park. Uh, you, did you bring the Ranger down to that motorcycle show this I, uh I didn't bring the uh, Ranger down to the Chicago motorcycle show where I was a. Uh, a guest had a press pass for the first time in my life. Hit I got a party. press pass. It was pretty should cool. We tell, should we tell a story? 
we can go ahead and tell the story about no, how it I'll came just about. Fuck it around. No, we no. want to. We, we want to do it. Quinn wanted to attend the. Um, he applied and got it. And yeah. yeah. Quinn wanted. No, Quinn wanted. There was a, a big, a big motorcycle show, and we do media stuff here. And you know, from mm-hmm. my work in the fitness industry, I was like, look, if if you do any kind of media, most of these expos and stuff like that, and for other people doing podcasts or other people doing YouTube shows or other people doing yeah, media, don't be afraid to throw it out there. If you're if you're thinking about, look, if if you just try to like, hey, I want some free press passes or whatever, you may end up getting kicked in the dick. But if you're running a podcast, if you're running a YouTube channel, if you're running some sort of media promotion, even if you're just a blogger or something like that, um, look, all these expos, the entire uh, reason why they hold expos is so the companies who have the products can get it to out get, get it out to the public, mm-hmm. get eyes on their product. And if they have somebody whose sole purpose is to, sh- to share that, not only to consume it for themselves, because when you're talking about an expo, you have the consumers, it's the word person consume, they're going to go there and they're going to see the products and take that home. Now, when they have people who are going to go see the products that are at the show and then spread the word and tell people about it, they want that sort of thing. And so, you know, we had talked and we're like, well, shit, you know, granted, we don't, uh, you know, we're not, you know, motor trend magazine or whatever motorcycle magazine there are but we do media stuff and we talk about you know guy stuff in cars and so yeah quinn Quinn went down to the motorcycle show as as bad medicine podcast press yeah tell us more quinn well i gotta say first off it felt pretty good you know i rolled in had the nice press pass hanging there rocking the the uh, um, first manufacturing leather jacket had the blue sunglasses, thanks to the answer. I was looking pretty sharp. You wore those fucking blue... Oh, okay. You bet your did ass. Did you wear I your did. Dom necklace? No, I didn't wear the Dom necklace. Yeah, he, d- he didn't want me... He didn't want them knowing Chicago, exactly where he stolen. was. got <laughs> stolen. Yeah. There you go. But no, um, so the the uh, the expo was fantastic. You got to see all the major manufacturers from Harley-Davidson, Honda, Suzuki, Yamaha, Kawasaki. They were all there. Um, the only, you know, brand that weren't there was uh you know bmw triumph and ducati um oddly enough it was kind of surprising that they weren't there but a number of those bikes were there and i tell you what you know it's just great to see so much interest in the industry uh you know be it you know just power sports in general and i tell you what guys there was some crazy stuff there and you know i know Oak, I know you've ridden bikes before, and I know the other yeah, uh, two yeah. guys here on the podcast aren't, you know, totally into it, but, you know, fans of power sports nonetheless. Yeah, fans of power sports nonetheless. And I tell you, from a motorcycle standpoint, this is the greatest time to be alive if you have any interests in, you know, motorcycles or power sports, because there's literally something for everybody. Every type of bike you could want was there, whether it's cruisers, adventure bikes, cafes and now they've got like subclasses neo sports cafe where it's like a new kind of futuristic bike with like an old school cafe look I've to seen it some of those. like yamaha does doesn't a fantastic Hus- doesn't Hus- job doesn't husqvarna make a really cool yeah like, they've cafe got cafe racer yeah type the vitpillion 701 yeah. if i'm saying it right but it's yeah it's like nothing you've ever seen right I the gas those. tanks all flared out yeah yeah and so it was it was really cool and you know the thing that that i wanted to kind of give like a shout out, I guess, to the, to the, you know, to the, the industry was that these guys are doing everything they can to get people into the sport. They've got motorcycles brand new that cost less than $4,000. Well, I think, you know, and we've talked like about this season bo- of the ballers. <laughs> yeah. Extreme sports. <laughs> yeah. But no, but I mean, so you've got brand new motorcycles that you can get into for $4,000 and the build quality is, is excellent. You can buy a Royal Enfield, you know, um, a bike that's, you know, produced in India. It uses old school uh, British styling and, it, and it's tremendous and you can get into it for next to nothing. And every day into work can be a vacation, a little mini vacation. 
Now, Quinn, one of the things that we've talked about before on this podcast, uh, and when we talked about Harley Davidson, and it's, it's been a few podcasts since we talked about it, but we talked about Harley coming out with, um, you know, bikes for younger generations and stuff like that, but they still had a really high price point. And the discussion topic wasn't like, look, it's not that people don't want to buy motorcycles. It's that these younger people don't have the disposable income. So you can design a bike for a 21-year-old. That's the cool bike that they want to have, but mm-hmm. they're not going to buy it. So you saw motorcycles at this motorcycle show that is something entry level that somebody with not a lot of money could still get a new bike and something they're proud to ride. Absolutely. Oh, there was stuff there from Royal Enfield, Yamaha, Honda. They all had stuff that was like sub $5,000 where for hey, a new bike, yeah, for sub a brand 5, new bike. So like if, you know, if you're new to it and you're not feeling too comfortable going and buying a used bike, there are new options out there. And I tell you what, you know, they'll perform every bit as good as something that's, you know, real high dollar. I tell you what, I, 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 I laugh sometimes when I see some of these motorcycle companies or even car companies, like some of these new car companies, like, you know, I've seen Honda and Toyota, we're, we're going to gear this towards the, the college graduates and shit, you know, and then it's like, oh, the price range is starting at 21, but then like fully loaded, yeah, it'll be like, like 36 the way or you something. Want it. Yeah. 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 And it's like, look, some, look, there's plenty. You want to have a radio? Look, there's plenty of college <laughs> kids coming out who have great jobs that might be able to buy that. But I think a lot of times they, they, they market these products towards people who, like this is what a younger person might want but completely fucking forget that especially in today's day and age they might not be able to afford it having a an in harley i thought fuck man i thought they completely and when i when i saw they're like oh we're going after the millennial crowd and this is a an all-electric bike with a sportier look and starting yep. at twenty six thousand, i'm like twenty six <laughs> like 30 i fuck. think yeah. get the fuck out of town you for, think for some, something you're gonna use like three you, or four exactly you think some col- like yeah if you know quinn quinn nine. uses but it even, okay, even so you're he a, brought even, it in the snow. But even if you're in a bigger city and you're somebody coming yeah. out, look, a motorcycle in a bigger city maybe is your day-to-day transportation. But for most people, it is a toy. It is an additional form of yep. transportation for recreation. That is what for most people. Now, I understand in bigger cities across the world, some people, motorcycles are, or mopeds yep. are, prim- are primary. Yeah, in Europe, it's huge. Are their you know, primary yeah. Yeah. mode of transportation. But for companies like Harley Davidson and some of these other companies to to target towards younger audiences and have price points starting at like twenty five, thirty thousand dollars, I just think it's insane. So to hear like, hey, here's a brand new show. Manufacturers understand that. Look, if we're going to get younger people into buying motorcycles, we have to put it at a price point. Because look, even if you're just kind of doing okay for yourself, now certainly there's still the mindset like, you know, the whole Gary V. Don't buy shit you don't need. Right. Right. right yeah. Don't buy shit you yeah, don't need. The, the Dave look, Ramsey. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But if I come out of if I come out of college yeah. and I buy a, let's say I buy a $2,000 fucking car or I still have my 1997 Honda Civic, but you know what? I get a decent job. I work on weekends too. And I want to buy a four or $5,000 motorcycle. I don't necessarily think that, that, that has to be looked at as an irresponsible purchase. Well, no, and, and, and here's Especially the thing if too. that's something that you're going to have for five, six, oh, seven years. Look, if you, if you went and bought a yeah, brand you, new car out of college and said, oh, I also need a brand new motorcycle. But I think it's cool that they have new products um, that, that are at a price point that are realistic. Look, if I, I can't, 
Like, I don't know that I want to ride motorcycles anymore just because I'm a pussy as far oh, as... Oh, you do. As, no, I do. Okay. No, no, no. But I honestly, I've, I almost... I don't trust myself on it. I don't... I don't. Well, Andrew, I agree with that. Like, I am a kind of a speed freak. Like, I love mm-hmm. fucking going fast. But I almost got killed a few times on motorcycles, not by my own stupidity. And granted, there's times I could have died from the stupid shit I did. But I almost got hit a few times by people not paying attention. Right. There's a couple times I almost fucking died on a motorcycle. Like, that makes... Shit makes you think i had a fucking guy like 95 just like zoning off into god knows where just come straight straight through a fucking stop sign one time just fucking oh blew, yeah and you, you have right to be. through the stop sign and i was in a low gear so i had enough power when i hit the throttle i was in fucking i it's fucking i can't forget it i was in second gear and i hit the fucking gas and my bike pulled out of the intersection and his bumper missed my fucking back tire by maybe two feet at the fucking most i mean he barely fucking missed me and had I fucking been in third or maybe fourth gear and I didn't have quite as much fucking torque as I did in second fucking gear, I could have been, you know, I, I guarantee I would have lost my leg. Oh, geez, I'm, I trying, to, guar- I'm trying to put these things over here. I guarantee no, I, I would have lost my leg because, yep. you know, he was going a good 35, yeah, and, and 40 and miles an to, hour and he would have broadsided it, me. It's with any vehicle and, or and anything you drive. Yeah, but I feel, like, I feel like for yeah. me, if, if, I'm, if I have the option... And here's why I'm circling back to motorcycles, though, because I've always looked at, like, and I, look, this isn't in my reality anytime soon, but I would like to get an old muscle car. And right now, you can get a decent, not anything fucking with 1,000 horsepower, but you can get a decent muscle car for $20,000, $25,000, right? Mm-hmm. But, fuck, man, if I can get a new bike for four or $5,000 that looks cool yeah, that we'll I can see, ride. And, mm, and that's the know, thing that, that might... I noticed being at the show was, okay, so you talked, you know, about, like, being a you know, speed freak or whatever into that. They have different types of bikes where, you know, different bikes put you in a different mood. You're, you're not going to get on like a classic, like British looking bike, cafe racer style. Fucking love those, and, man. you know, and think you're going to cruise around like you're on a Yamaha R1 superbike. You yeah, know, it's yeah. different, right? And so you had, you know, there's a company there at the show called Janus. And they're a very small manufacturer. But what they made was custom one-off bikes that... They looked almost like Harley Davidsons from like the 1930s with like the handmade leather seats yeah, and the yeah, big yeah. square gas tanks. And the motors were, you know, anywhere from 125 to 250 cc. So, you know, you're not going to set the world on fire, yeah. but it's yeah, the right? it's the idea of getting out and experiencing, you know, what it is to motorcycle and to have that that sense of freedom. And, uh, you know, I tell you, these manufacturers, they're they're doing different styles for everybody, if you want a bike that looks like a super bike, but is only maybe 125 to 300 cc's, they have that. If you want a, a classic looking one, you know, that looks like an old Triumph or something like that, they have those. What was Harley Davidson's presence at this motorcycle Harley Davidson was pushing that live wire like nothing I've ever seen. They had six Harley Davidson live wires there. That's their electric motorcycle. Yeah. They had And they had uh, two of them up on dynos. So what you could do was you could fill out some paperwork. Okay. You could get on the bike and then you know, give it the throttle on a dyno and just feel the power delivery of it. Um, so they were pushing that real hard. I don't really, you know, get it. I don't, I don't think it's necessarily, uh, the way things are headed or whatever from, you know, for whatever standpoint, but there was another company there called zero that makes a number of electric motorcycles and those you could actually drive around a little course that they had set up And of course, you know, they didn't let you get this too crazy or whatever, but they gave you the feeling of what it is to drive an electric motorcycle. Now I don't really get it because the whole idea of a motorcycle is freedom and being on your own and be able to explore and adventure or whatever. Well, how are you going to do that? If you're constantly looking at your iPhone battery going okay, down, I just you know? Up the 2020 Harley Davidson Livewire. I just fucking Googled it. Harley Livewire, right? Yep. 
Here's one for sale in uh, for sale in Tennessee. Twenty nine thousand seven hundred and ninety nine dollars. Thirty thousand. Yeah. We'll see, but now what Harley bike. is doing? Now you're talking about Get getting in the, the younger buyers, fuck out of right? Town. So they're they're coming out with a new bike called the Bronx, and it kind of looks like the Livewire a little bit, but it uses their uh, sub thousand cc motor. I think it's right around 100 horsepower, right. but it's it's aimed at like the street fighter sport bike type crowd. Mm-hmm. And if that bike can come in for right around ten thousand dollars, they will sell a, qu- a bunch of them. This black one, I'm looking at a, a Bronx a street fighter right yeah. now. Now tell me you this would. Cool, I would Dave. I would ride this. I yeah. would absolutely but ride see, this motor. Depending on how depending on how physically big it is, because that's the one thing. Like yeah. if you're if you're over two hundred and fifty pounds and you're riding a like a, a sport, <laughs> okay, a thanks, sport, cool, if, whatever. If you're riding like a fucking sportster <laughs> or like a two hundred and fifty cc motorcycle or even a six hundred cc crotch okay. rocket, and you're over two hundred fifty pounds, it just looks wrong. Yeah, I mean, so eh, some of the Yamaha yeah. like street bikes and stuff, yeah. where it's like basically like an R one without the fairings and stuff yep. like that, they're big fucking bikes, you yeah, know. Sure-ish. So you still look right on them. I would have to see this in person. Yeah, but, see, but it's a cool believe, looking bike. I believe it's like the same dimensions, roughly, of the live wire. And I sat on the live wire, and it was, I mean, it was comfortable. Don't get me wrong. Did was you it do big the enough? Dino? Was it big enough? Did no, I didn't fill out all the paperwork. Was That's it? Was it like, did ah! a live wire feel too small for you? Because you're a big. For those of you yeah, who um, don't know, Quinn's a. All of yeah, I'm gonna go about six two or so, and I uh, honestly, you could have dropped, 16. you could have dropped the pegs maybe half an inch, but it wasn't a deal breaker. Okay. I, I I could you know live with it, but the problem that I see with like the Bronx for Harley Davidson is that uh, it needs to come in at a price point that competes with the Japanese motorcycles because you can go and buy a brand new Yamaha MT09. That's a 900 cc triple sport bike for $9,000. And that's retail price. That's not what a dealer actually sells it for, which is usually a grand to two grand less off of that. So Harley has a lot of work to do, you know, from a price I just, standpoint. I just feel like that $30,000 for that live wire. Because what are their, what does like a new street glide go for? I mean, name it. I mean, you can get up to like 50 grand for like their crazy trikes and stuff. No, like a, but like a street yeah, glide. Like if you just wanted to get, I mean. Like, get, a, like a fucking ultra classic or a street glide or something Yeah, I mean, like I see, you're still talking, you know, 15, 16,000. You know, for one of those, right? But fifteen thousand yeah. for those and thirty thousand for a fucking live wire. Yeah, Come I mean, on. Like, yes. yeah, but, you but it's wh- in the infancy stage. It's kind of a gimmick. You know, um, everybody stay tuned for the uh, the documentary series Long Way Up with Charlie Borman and Ewan McGregor. They'll be taking Harley Davidson live wires and Rivian pickup trucks from Argentina to Los Angeles. That's Should be interesting good. That's to pretty see. Fucking cool. But you know, at the end of the day, it all comes down to a price point and where motorcycles have the advantage over other power sports is that you don't need a trailer. You don't need a 1991 Ranger to pull that trailer. You can just hop on your bike and go. And every day into work is like a mini vacation where you just kind of get away from it all. And I've only been riding bikes for three years, guys. I don't want to come off like I'm some seasoned, uh, some seasoned biker, but ever since I made the, uh, ever since I made the jump, I haven't looked back and, uh, want to give a shout out to long way around and Norman Reedus with his uh, show ride. Cause that's what really put me over the edge. You should, you should have saw uh, diamond Dave trying to learn how to ride, uh, my brother's Kawasaki. Don't give up Dave. (laughs) 
I got, I got hope for you. I wish I would have video it. Me and you are going to go to a demo days, and you're going to ride some bikes. You're going to get back into it. It's been a while. When was the last time I was on a bike? Imagine you and your lady driving around the north woods of Wisconsin on a motorcycle. And then a 95-year-old. My fiance's dad has a nice Harley, and he takes her all once in a while. I still get fucking worried. Her dad's a little bit of a hot rod. He's doing popping wheelies. Yeah, he's good old John. He's a good guy. Yeah, but you know, just to to wrap up my point here on the motorcycle show uh, down in Chicago there, it was fantastic to go to. Uh, it was very uh, informative. A lot of guest speakers there from, you know, YouTube. Brett Tax was there, a uh, very well-known adventure rider. Goes all over Africa and friend South America. Podcast. Big friend of the podcast. Had a lot of great advice. So it was just great to see, man. It was, it was great to see that people are still getting outdoors and doing stuff and that not everybody's tied to a computer or a yeah. video game console. That's such a nice birthday present to yourself, right? It, it was a nice birthday present to myself. What, uh, what else did you do though that for your birthday, guys? I've had a I've had a running tradition on my birthday for the last gosh I don't know maybe twelve fifteen years where I do squats and deadlifts every day on my birthday just just to show that I can still do it. So at forty one years young, <laughs> he got two twenty five once, folks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he finally got it. <laughs> was still doing squats and deadlifts over at Experience Fitness, where you can join for nine ninety nine a month. But, uh, yeah, you know, it felt great. Uh, I think you're only as old as you feel. And uh, I will take Dave Bay's uh, advice and uh, continue to take some, uh, you know, proper supplements and vitamins to uh, keep it going. You only Horse got one body. Yeah. Somebody, you know, somebody hit me up. Uh, I posted, uh, you know, I posted some of my stuff. I'm now with uh, Cutler Nutrition. You guys know that. So I'd like to send a big shout out to Cutler Nutrition. Somebody asked me a question about... Um, about supplements and in general, like, oh, but do you, but do they really help? But do you really need them? And it's it's actually a, it's actually a great question. And I and I kind of reverted back to the actual term that we use for them: supplements, supplement, as in supplemental. Yeah. What does that mean? Supplement? As in in addition to. to. And I'm a straightforward guy, and I would like to think that I have a decent amount of credibility in the fitness industry. And I will tell you this: you do not need any supplements. You do not need any protein shakes. You do not need any pre workouts. You do not need any of that to get in great shape, as we've seen throughout history. Look, Arnold and Lou Ferrigno didn't have any of that shit. Bill Pearl and Steve Reeves didn't have any of that shit. Charles Atlas didn't have any of that shit. If you eat good and you work out and you want and you watch your diet, do some cardio, whatever, you can be in great shape. Do supplements help, however? <laughs> yes, they do. And that is the idea. And look, building muscle isn't easy. Getting into the gym and working your ass off seven days a week, six days a week, three days a week, whatever it is <laughs> that you get into the gym and once. do it's you know, once a week. <laughs> It's it's not easy, and so um, look if if you have a, a protein goal you're shooting for each day, and having a couple of shakes helps you get there. Cool, you know what? If you're a little bit tired or want a little bit better pump during your workout, and you take some pre workout, and that you know is that little bit of push you need, then cool. Mm -hmm. So um, I am like I said, I'm as straightforward as anybody uh, you'll ever meet when it comes to supplements. Do you need them? Absolutely not. Will they help you? Absolutely. They absolutely will help. Um, again, you can achieve a great physique without using a sim single supplement, just whole foods and good hard, uh, good old fashioned hard work. But supplements help, and you know, especially I like twelve Oreos a day. Twelve Oreos. <laughs> so, um, so anyhow, I'd like to send a big shout out to everybody. Um, 
uh, at Cutler Nutrition for the hospitality they've showed me. You guys can check them out at uh, jcutler.com is actually the website. There's a supplement. There's uh, a side uh, of the website where you can get um, clothing and some of Jay's gear. Um, there's also where you can go click supplements. If you use my last name, B-A-Y-E, when you check out, you know, a gift or a coupon code, uh, you'll get 11% off everything. If they're running a sale, like 20% off, then that same code will get you whatever, you know, the bigger sale is. But 11% off with the code BAY on CutlerNutrition.com, or excuse me, on jcutler.com. Then you can um, uh, navigate from there to Cutler Nutrition. Also wanted to send a big shout-out to my friends at S-Force Watches. Uh, the guys at S-Force. Uh, that green camo is looking amazing. Ago. This is, yeah, so tonight I'm wearing, um, they just dropped about a month ago, three camouflage watches. They dropped uh, the Commando, which is an army green uh, olive drab uh, black digital camo um, with the chrome case and bezel. Really badass looking watch. They have the Fox, which is two tones of red with the black camo, which actually was a little bit, that Fox, that was that red one that I yeah, had on last I time. that was sweet. It, yeah. And it was one of those things where I was like, when I saw it, I'm like, yeah, red camo, whatever. They sent it to me. I'm like, this is pretty badass. It sold out in two days. I don't know if they're in stock, I was guys. hoping he was going to say he didn't like it and I could buy it for a discount. I could buy it for a discount. <laughs> but then they had a, a black. I'll buy it for a protein a, shaker <laughs> full of... Zing zings and zing some zing. vodka. I'll trade you a bottle of Fleischmann's and some zing zang for my watch, but uh, no. Uh, no, but to maybe. But so they so they dropped some really cool new camel watches. Um, last or two weeks ago, they dropped forty three millimeter lineup. So all the watches from S Force traditionally fifty millimeter watches. So these are big watches. Um, they're bold watches, big faces. Uh, they look good on big wrists, but you know people love the style. But one of the things that people had commented uh, was, look. We love the styling. We love the designs, but maybe something a little bit smaller. So um, toning it down is not something that they generally like to do. <laughs> but um, they so they came out with a, 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 a limited lineup as far as styles and stuff like that, but a 43-millimeter watches. So they're a little bit smaller. I'm about, uh, my math is correct, between like 16 17% smaller. Still really cool watches. Yeah, so math you guys can check those out at, fuck, I'm terrible at math. Um, check those guys out at sforcewatches.com. We know. Um, there's a code BAY10. B-A-Y-E-10 there. You can get 10% off uh, any of the watches, uh, multiple watches, whatever uh, whatever have you. So, um, yeah, big shout-outs to, uh, to uh, Cutler Nutrition over at jcutler.com and uh, S-Force Watches at sforcewatches.com. Good friends of the podcast. That's right. And wanted to give a shout-out uh, to Brett Tax. You can check him out on Motor Trek if you're looking for any uh, any tips on uh, riding your bike and uh, where you might want to go, things like packing and uh, bike setup, tire choice, that sort of thing. Also, if you want to see uh, somebody who is uh, doing the trip from South America to Alaska solo, check out Itchy Boots. Uh, she is from the Netherlands and doing the entire trip herself on a Royal Enfield Himalayan. So definitely she's got a bunch of episodes to check out you want to take a look at that and uh, i think that's all i got guys i think uh, to go along with the oak here i think you're nuts if you're not taking at least a multivitamin of some sort for your nutritional needs answer well there you have it as we come to another close of another great podcast so for the appleton oak man of uh, 1112 poses oh, it's gone up yeah very yeah. very 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 high nowadays uh, mason quinn Fresh off of his trip from Chicago, Diamond Dave Damone and the answer, good night. Hey, what's up? It's the ODB, and you're listening to the Bad Medicine Podcast. Boom!